cap on your microphone incorrect um i mean you're the smart one no, apparently in no. this room so i mean he did just win he did just win so. so uh that's just distracting you know moving it to the other one doesn't negate what came before hey, i don't think i had this bottle cap. <laughs> no he said my microphone not his microphone yeah but when he said it it was it, you know what <laughs> this isn't actually mine i don't own this Fair enough. I think yeah, I was going to give. Uh, I think I was actually going to give this segment a name. I was going to call it intelligent discussion. Intelligent discussion. Heavy intelligent discussion. Heavy. Or maybe just heavy discussion. Yeah. Let's not throw that intelligent. That gets weird. No intelligent. No. I mean, it sounded like an intelligent. Sure. So uh, that kind of thing. We had a we had a guest host, so we actually wanted to bring up a topic that might uh, that might inspire some uh, conversation amongst. Everybody involved, and uh, I believe it was the evolution of metal over the years and how it's changed. Is that correct? Correct. Sweet. And go. And go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, all right, all right, all right. Uh, I'll, I'll you brought this okay. on us, Anthony. So introduce, introduce the topic. Okay, yeah, I like his. <laughs> introduce the topic? This is a heavy, intelligent conversation. And go. You happy? I mean, technically, it was an introduction. Damn. So you have a to- you have a topic like this. I mean, obviously, you have, we have to we have to set some uh, beginning parameters as uh, as far as to where uh, heavy metal actually made originated. Uh, originated. Right. Um, Depends on your take on heavy metal. Well, if you go, and that's the debate. Right. So if I go to uh, if I go to pretty much any article, they're going to tell me that it started in the late '60s, early '70s. There's three bands that started heavy metal, according to the, the historians of metal. What I like is they uh, they actually refer this to as a uh, as a new genre, new. Okay. Very niche, but very new. Sure. Considering it started in the late '60s, early '70s, and everything else probably came from, which I don't remember seeing a lot of Katy Perry pop bullshit. No. Oh. Like back in the '20s, but. That was disco. Well, you had yeah, disco. Was say, disco was, was disco. the closest thing you had to. All right. Make. All right. Um, our, our, uh, our grandfathers of metal, if we will, or we're, we're kind of looking like Black Sabbath, Zeppelin, 
and Deep Purple. Okay. All came from the late 60s and the 70s. And, and it's funny because... That's the popular opinion. Sure. I mean, I mean, nowadays, you don't think... I mean, Black Sabbath, maybe. Metal. But Led Zeppelin, you don't think metal. Now. now that's what, that's why I'm saying. That's why right. I'm saying now. So it's, it's, it's so that's an interesting conversation then, yep. like what defines the first metal band? Correct. Because, fun fact, the first band to ever use double bass was, um, it's going to fun fact right out of my brain. <laughs> so I'm not going to, but their origin's like 1940. Really? Like, it, it was, like, a large group. Like, they were actually the first people, really? like, the first group to ever use. All right. The double kick pedal? So what, you guys feel noise, and I'll find out. So, the first band to ever use the words heavy metal in their lyrics sure. were Steppenwolf. Okay. Born to be Wild. Heavy metal thought. Okay. Yeah, all right. It's the first time heavy metal was ever mentioned. Been actually, in like, music. directly mentioned. Okay. Um, so... That arguably within, you know, the people who, who have the argument of where it started, mm -hmm. that's a consideration. Okay. Um, it's actually directly said, <clears throat> as opposed to being right. typecast, I guess. Yeah. Um, that, the Beatles' Helter Skelter is considered very high on the list of that's fair. the origin of heavy metal. Sure. I mean... So I'm trying to timeline these. Steppenwolf was 80s. No, 70s, 60s. Were they that bad? 67, uh, Born to be Wild came out, I believe, 67. Just throwing it out, going back to the Beatles, I, I feel like they were kind of, I don't, I mean, I suppose they can use the word experimental, but if you listen, they always, they hit all these different genres. The Beatles did everything. That's what I mean. Like, they've, they've hit everything. It's, it's, it's fucked up to think about it. That's true. So if you actually go back to the like, timeline, don't you have to actually consider, like, what country they're coming from? Because, like, you actually have the English the British movement, invasion. You have the British movement, and you also have the American. Heavy metal, historically is considered to have originated in Great Britain and the United okay. Kingdom. Okay. That's fair. It, it totally spawned fair. The, the punk movement. When, yeah. did Swe when did Sweden come into existence? Oh, well... I mean, they were probably doing Sweden, heavy metal Swedish, like, since the beginning like, of time. Metal, like, like, yeah, that was black like metal, thing, yeah. like... I think in the eighties, I see like, like I see like Vikings like from like the fourteen hundreds. I could see probably like mashing out some mad, like mad I, solos. I could see that too. That yeah, like they 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 they're born like with like three scales. But then it's <laughs> you know, the, doing that and then rolling down you know like ah and then ABBA rolls on. You're just like what? The? <laughs> right. So it's, like as far as like establishing like a starting point, I mean you also I guess you have to like take which agreement like which fan base like you're well do you want to consider it, it, it as a heavy metal album where somebody just like that was it that, that this that is, was it. Their this genre is the beginning. Of or were we hitting a song on a what is now considered classic rock mm -hmm. that helped to bring that kind along. of brought that yeah um because that was it the the kinks yep they're considered like their their names brought up a whole lot really? with the origin of heavy metal. Sure. Um, and again, it goes back to your own perception of it, because a lot of people think heavy metal music as like devil music, which is not yeah. the case. But I mean, it's, in, it's how you, you know, how you take it. Yeah. I mean, and I always bring this back. So I, I had a sidebar. I had a social studies teacher, okay, history teacher, who was like, quote me on this. 
Um, we need some like heavy metal in here, like like Guns N' Roses. <laughs> and, and, and me listening to you know like Metallica, In Flames, like the heavier stuff, and I just I just giggled. But again, it's how you take it. It's the genre that you listen to, and it's exactly. just heavier from whatever base you're at. And, and I will say, like Billy Idol. So dictionary be. definition of heavy metal. Genre of rock music that includes a group of related styles that are intense, virtuosic, and powerful, driven by the aggressive sounds of distorted electric guitar. Heavy metal is arguably the most commercially successful genre of rock music. I don't know if that yeah. helps. I, I, I but, can see I mean, that. They all use electric guitars. Well, I can distorted. see Distorted. Okay, that's fair. Because once electric guitar was introduced was a thing like and it became the thing that was it sure. like now you're more surprised to hear acoustic that's on fair. a rock song than you are to hear an electric but I can't say that it can go both ways because if you if you took a just an example not a real thing but if you took like a Katy Perry song and there was some like guitar solo in it'd be the same thing you'd be like well that was cool you know what I mean like it right. catches you can, can you classify that as metal now right First use of distortion in the mid-1950s, guitar distortion sounds started to evolve based on sounds created earlier in the decade by accidental damage to amps, such as in the popular early recording of the 1951 Ike Turner and the Kings of Rhythm song Rocket 88, where guitarist wow. Willie Kazart used a vacuum tube amplifier that had a speaker huh. issue. So it was made by accident. That, you know what? That totally exactly. makes sense. It absolutely makes sense. Oh, I mean, yeah. Okay. Has everybody seen Back to the Future? Yeah. When he's do- when he's busting out the guitar solo like on the top, it's like, hey, remember that sound you were looking for? It's your cousin, Marvin. Marvin. Marvin Barry. <laughs> it gets it's just foggy and cloudy. Uh-huh. I mean, look at AF alone. Uh-huh. I try not to. Yeah, but, I, it's true though. I mean, you listen and you're like, "Well, that's not rock." Well, like, what happened? Like, I think I thrashed thrash Carrie in like previous episodes. Like, ever since she became the programming director, Mrs. Carrie. I gotta shut up. I'm a friend of the family, so just keep quiet. That's cool. <laughs> send send my best. Did you wanna Did you wanna talk about? Did you wanna see how you met her? Would Would that be something you wanna talk about? Or no, no, I'm good. no. I worked with <laughs> I worked with a guy that dated Carrie. Now, see, I'm interested because I, I think I know most of them. A uh, gentleman named uh, Michael. Michael Hebert. He, uh, he had a, uh, a small fling with uh, the uh, Mistress Carrie. Uh, I don't know how many years ago. Like, this was, up, this was actually probably, like, many moons prior to. But, like, he's a Lemonster resident. She's a Lemonster resident. Lawyer? No. Okay. No, another, he's a, there's, there's another Mike Hebert that was the next door neighbor. Yeah, he's. De- I don't think he's a lawyer. If he is, I mean, damn. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he has like a motorcycle. He's got two replacement hips from like all the accidents. He has all. He has more money than God because he's he never had to pay a bill in his life, and he's kind of my hero. <laughs> well, see, I want to have fake hips. Earlier, when you brought up Sully and Godsmack, like I, I start thinking about Carrie because she used to ride bikes. Sure. With Sully and John. Seven Tom. Dust. Seven Dust. <clears throat> that was how she started. I hear the Seven Dust guys are dicks. 
Somebody tell me awesome that. Awesome in concert. Yeah, like, I, I mean, I like Seven Dust, but like... I was iffy about them, saw them in concert, and I've been a fan. Like, great show. I get th- we saw them at the, the, the Allegiance whatever tour. Uh, Ghost. The Revolution. That's it, yes. Revolution Rock Tour. I just found it weird that they kept saying, oh, you know, by the way, we're Seven We are Seven Dust. He said it like 12 times. Like, seven I'm Dust. I'm pretty sure we get that. Like, we know who you've been around long enough. We we got it. Like, you know, yeah, but I don't think that, you know, they it was You know what? It was late in the day. They've been partially forgotten. Like, by he was time. probably. They won a Grammy. How recently? That was what? Two summers ago? No, Not true. Seven I mean, Seven Dust won a Grammy. I mean, they. I didn't realize they had one That's how much I follow. I don't want to say they're huge. Well, I only know because he, he said. We in, won a Grammy? In concert. <laughs> like, we won a Grammy. If like, I were Seven Dust, I'd say we won a Grammy anytime I could. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, throw that out there. if we can get some goddamn followers for this podcast, I'd <laughs> say I won a Grammy. <laughs> right, pretty much. I don't think we have an award yet. You give it a couple years, I bet you can buy Seven Dust's Grammy and call it your own. <laughs> It's probably on eBay right now. <laughs> Not that actually, the new album's coming out. I heard that. They yeah, just, they just did their release. Uh, yeah, they got a they got a tour. They got a tour lined up with. Uh, I'm too, I'm too far in. I can't I can't remember anything anymore. Like my my memory goes to hell. Hey, Kitty. So if we say we start at Sabbath as our prime, our heavy metal prime. Sure. And then we move to Judas Priest. Iron Maiden, seventies. Yeah, so we progress to the eighties. Where do we hit in the eighties? Now, see, the eighties is like so cloudy, and I, not just from the drugs being done and the crack pipes being. <laughs> but so the just to not to interrupt and uh, to backtrack a little bit, like so. Everything that we're talking about, like so far, like was kind of like the British movement, like over, like right. like, like Sabbath, Judas, um, Iron Maiden. What I'm reading here, 1978 is kind of when America decided to get involved in the okay. game. Um, Van Halen released their debut album uh, in 1978. Which classic. Uh, this um, this is be- this began the Los Angeles suns- Sunset Strip scene, and uh, many bands would come out of this era, including Motley Crue, mm-hmm. Quiet Riot. The so-called hair bands, hair bands like Poison, Warrant, Wasp, Rat, Rat. <laughs> okay, so side note, because you brought up Wasp and I immediately thought of Striper. Okay, yep. Striper, going on, like, new album this year. Really? Okay. Say it with a little more gusto, because Striper? What? A real? <laughs> better. <laughs> side note, uh, sidebar, I'm sorry, uh, Warrant. Oh, nope. God. Hang on. So my, my boss used to work at... Um, Wendy's. The tour bus actually showed up at Wendy's and oh, they all got... And she was like ecstatic. She was the only one out of all the people who worked there who knew who they were. I thought you were going to say that Janie Lane, the lead singer of Warrant, was working at a Wendy's. <laughs> I mean, at one point, maybe. No, no. Now. No, now, right. Yeah. I think it's the cherry pie. Like, you want a so cherry far, pie? Pretty much. <laughs> right. We only got apples. So no, long. take the cherry pie! <laughs> <laughs> Along in 1978, bands formed this year: Dawkins, Rat, and White Snake. White Snake, uh, rocking so, with Dawkins. So the 80s hair metal started in 78. Okay. Just throwing out. So that that sounds like when it finally hit LA. Yeah, and LA was really the, the 
the main contributor, at least in, from my memory. No, um, no, I see, and this is hair. by your notes, I see uh, Keith Moon. So, I mean, The Who has been around, and so I'm pretty sure well, the um, Rolling Keith Stones their, their name has been around as well. Their right? names are thrown around, but... Keith Moon died. No, no, I, I know, that's why <laughs> Keith Moon, I think, they're, The Who. They're so... They're brought up with a whole lot of blues. Sure, that, okay, that that's fair. Um, so I think they're brought up in as much as the Beatles are brought up with Helter Skelter. Okay. Um, no, that's totally because good. I was symp- Sympathy for the Devil is considered on the the short list okay. of early metal songs. And I don't quite see it. Okay. I don't think there's enough of the driving guitars. That's right. I mean, it's funny because the artists alone, I mean, I mean, Keith Moon was a phenomenal drummer. Uh, the bassist, who I can't think of his name, too, who is a phenomenal, phenomenal bassist. You know it's what not mean? Pete Townsend, is it? That I don't know. I think he might be the guitarist. I, I but, know. I mean, it's, it's yeah. I just figured I would throw that out there. I saw the note there. Yeah, they, you're looking you know, at my heavy metal timeline notes. I am. We're caring. Sharing is caring. caring. This is actually <laughs> this is a this is actually a pretty fun article. You go you you fast forward like one year, 1979. Uh, I accept. The, the German band Accept releases their self-titled debut album. They are considered to be the first European power metal band. Yeah, that's what I was saying before power metal. Ozzy Osbourne was fired from Sabbath and replaced by Ronnie James Dio. Mm-hmm. Bands formed in 1979: Europe, uh, Hanoi Rocks, <laughs> Trouble, Hanoi Rocks, and Venom. I. I heavy metal Europe. albums released in 1979: ACDC, Highway to Hell, okay. Judas Priest, Hellbent for Leather, Led Zeppelin, In Through the In Through the Saxon, Outdoor, huh? Kiss, Dynasty, hey, Saxon, Saxon. Saxon, and Scorpions, Love Drive. We haven't oh, even got Scorpions. We haven't even gotten into the 80s yet. You know that they can't speak any English whatsoever. They have like they. It's hey, crazy. The, they can't the movie speak. Movie rock star. Mark Wahlberg. They can't speak Marky any Mark. English. But then, like, because they had an interview, and you know what the hell is that they were who saying? they were mimicking? Yeah, it's the Scorpions. It's okay, yeah. Sorry, it's the Scorpions. Unauthorized autobiography of the Scorpions. Yeah, because then when you hear him sing, it's like, Actually, you know, you're hurricane. That's a great movie. It's, it, you know, surprisingly enough, I was like, oh, crap, you know what? Marky Mark. I say it's hey, a great it's movie. <laughs> it's actually a good movie. I, I, I say great, but that might be strong. But, okay, in the past, you brought up Almost Famous. Almost Famous. That's a, that's I love that movie. You know, so... As a musician, and me just being like a music fan, like, you know, uh, as a musician, you must have a different view of music movies. Well, if I go with like Almost Famous, like I, one of his uh, one of his speeches in Almost Famous, so he can't play to his capability. I'm like the opposite. Like all the guys that I play with are like way better than I am. So like they have to like play down to me. So like I'm... <laughs> you know... Here, here, here's some here's some cred to go with you. I think David Lee Roth would almost put himself on the same level as that. <laughs> like, but that's it, also because I have like no self confidence in like anything that I do personally. So I mean, I'm, I am my own hardest critic. So, I, I, I have enjoyed watching you guys play. It's always a good time. Uh, and when I see is. live music, that's what I'm looking for. Oh, that's where I'm it's looking at. for a good time. It's all about the live. Like, oh, oh without doubt. Like, you know, small venues. Like, see, especially, like, when we're talking local metal. Sure. Like, it, small venues, you know, your ears are bleeding when you walk out. <laughs> the oh, yeah, you're like, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I can enjoy that. Yeah. In order for a venue to be good, it doesn't have to be, like, stadium tours are... Overrated? 
They are. Overpriced. They cost a lot of money. Ninety percent of you. Ninety percent of you are not going to have a seat that you're going to remember for the rest of your life. Right. You'll remember the jumbotron. Yeah. <laughs> but and the oddly placed speaker in the middle of the middle of the. What's important is like you go to like the smaller venue if they have the proper acoustics, the right mix. And you know the talent like like speaks for itself, but like if the venue does their half of it, you well, can make an experience that's like ninety nine percent better right. than any large venue, and yeah, like everybody walks away from that. I mean, yeah. Christ, what's our favorite concert in the world right now? Like, what's the favorite concert that we've ever been to? Mine. I like the Paradise. Paradise Rock Club, Atreyu. Mm-hmm. Yep. We were right. I was literally me stage. Like, what? I was high fiving the bassist. We're like talking to the guitarist while he's setting up. It's great. It's like, sir, if you smooch them one more time, I'm gonna have to ask you to leave. Right. You did not buy VIP. <laughs> but that, I mean, those are the venues that like do it right. You get the right mix, the right acoustics, oh, yeah. and yeah. like. I mean, even the House talent. of Blues, I enjoy. It's small. House of Blues is nice. It's it's general admission. Clutch Clutch was. Fantastic there. I know you're a big their, question. Their sound, was, their, their, their sound was spot on. What's really cool, and this is something I learned recently, so they have the, the bar that's next to it, or the restaurant. Yeah. On They have TVs on the bar, and if there's a band playing in the actual House of Blues, it will be mm-hmm. on TV. Oh, no kidding. And you can actually watch the band that's playing, because we actually, saw, <laughs> yeah, the first, we actually cool. saw the first band playing before we went over to this Dropkicks. Not with you, Ev. My second time. Yeah, I get it. But... It was kind of cool. neat that they actually have like yeah. their own little TV setup and you could see it. Yeah. House of Blues is a good venue. Yeah, I've yeah, I've always had good Boston. shows there. I can't I can't say that I haven't. Talking had. Boston, uh, House of Blues is a nice venue. Yep, because uh, the Paradise is in Boston <clears throat> as well. So I mean I know I know they make more money if they sell obviously like stadium tickets, but I mean it would behoove so many. I mean play the play the four or five thousand seat venues. I agree. I totally agree. Oh, yeah. and, like, and I think a lot of and artists... sell them out. I mean, do all those clubs and sell them out. Like, do the Worcester Palladium. Do the whatever that joint is in Connecticut. Like, there's there's yeah. a gazillion of them out mm-hmm. there. I think it, it's getting to the point now where artists have realized that the smart artists. Mm-hmm. Well, the problem is, and <clears throat> I, I've read I've read countless art, articles on this too. It's um, if you're the headliner, you're fine. But what the, the problem is, like, when they go on these tours with, like, three or four bands and whatnot, it's the second, the third, the fourth yeah, band yeah, on those yeah. tours that it's costing them money to, like, yeah, go on these trips. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, you're not the headliner. You're not getting, like, the full production. Like, even the Whistler Palladium, like, the opening band usually gets, like, dog shit. You'll get a couple, like, white blinking lights and, sure. like, you know, yeah. like, whatever. The volume isn't necessarily always correct. And, right. like, all of a sudden, like, the second band comes out, it's, like, a little bit higher. Then your headliner mm-hmm. comes out, it's, like... You're almost the experiments right. before yeah. the headliner. Right. They're, like, they're dicking around with you, like, while they're, like, having their sub because they've been there for, like, eight hours doing sound Already. checks. And, like, yeah. what? Right. Um but they're saying it's like you know you got to match your merch to like all the like all the price points so like the merch tents and like whatnot all have to be the same you can't compete with like the headliner or anything like that like it's just so it ends up being like a grind it's like well these guys got tour buses i got like a van with like eight seats in it like <laughs> et cetera et cetera et cetera but last so, I night mean, we were out there like spraying down the freaking you know alternator you know right. belt like right. you know just trying to make it here sure <laughs> 
So that's the stuff. So I mean, you do like these smaller venues. Obviously, you're not getting like the ticket sales and like what, like whatever. But it's like, but I don't it, know. It, From what I hear, these larger venues aren't making it either. It's sure. like, well, if you have a sixty thousand person stadium and you're only selling twenty thousand seats, right? Guess what? You're not getting booked. <laughs> no, yeah. for sure, for sure. And and on a side note, I mean, I mean those those fourth, third, second bands that that, that are in there. I mean, that's how they get big. Though. Not always, but it is. It's, it's, it's right. how they kind of get recognized. And I always I bring back Hailstorm when when I saw Hailstorm or Shinedown, they were the second band before a band called Taking Dawn. And like I've never heard of Hailstorm, before. I have no idea. But they gave out their album, like they just handed them out to everyone, and they were phenomenal. And then, I mean, look at them now; they're, they're huge. Oh, yeah. well, you know what I mean? So gotta defend my little guys though i mean you get to a point where it's like especially if like you're a local act and like because like a lot of the local venues like do like a really good job like worcester boston like they'll actually bring somebody like from the area right and actually like to open for like these headline acts that they bring through so these headline which is i know that's exactly who i'm thinking of right they they open for clutch yep so Um, these uh these local acts get to like play in front of like these uh, and they get that little bit of exposure and whatnot but i mean and that's a little bit different i mean those guys aren't sure. like on tour and like whatnot but at the same time i gotta i gotta i gotta stick up for like the little guys something it's like it gets to a point where you, you can't play for exposure no yeah at the end you can tell right exposure didn't pay for the gas to get here right it didn't my passion pay, for doing what i do it didn't pay for the uh the countless hours of rehearsal and yep. like whatnot mm-hmm. it's like you have to, and i mean that's where the music industry is like really suffering right now because like that's sort of the oversaturation part it's like right. it's like listen if you don't want to do it i can just go get this group over here that's been on youtube for right you see, you see this program right here it's called auto tune right yeah we don't care if you sound good we'll make you sound good pretty much yeah we're just gonna crank up that uh do- that kick drum over there and we're gonna <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and it's 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 downplayed so much. Uh, I think particularly in like rock and other genres other than like hip hop and rap. But the producer is to, like puts such a stamp on your music. Sure. Um, and nineties nineties it, it, it was all about Butch Big. You know, this topic that we're actually talking about, and that, that that's actually, like, a really good point, and, like, probably something, like, worth bringing up. Like, what actually used to be, like, out there was you had big-name producers. Like, oh, yeah. these bands, there would be, like, a big-name producer centralized in Los Angeles. There'd be, like, a big-name producer centralized in New York. And, like, these groups were all going there. It's like, hey, listen, this is what I got. Yep. You get in with this guy. You get the meeting with this guy. And, like, they, like you know, they're... You're gonna you're gonna strike it big, yep. if not for a year, two years, three years, decades, like whatever the case may be. Which, if we get more modern, like that's the stuff that's not there anymore. Like, I, like guys, I've actually read articles. The problem with like the music industry right now is record labels don't go out and search for these artists anymore. They okay. want you to come to you. Yeah. And like they want you, like so, if I wanted to get my our band Sire signed. Like, I need to go, go to these record artists. I need to show proof that I have X amount of fans because I have a, med- a social media presence, which sure. so... I mean, I can go on for days on, my, like, my war against, like, social media because, like, it's just ridiculous at this Anyone point. Anyone can hit a like button. I'm just saying. True. 
uh, all right. I will agree with you. And, and go ahead. Continue. But like that's like the like the, nobody's actually going out there looking for talent. All you have to do is like you have to be the popular kid that right. actually has like the likes, the follows, the, and the fans. It's like, hey, look, look at my Facebook page. I got five thousand followers. Look at my Facebook page. I got thirty-two. But I kicked that band's ass. And it's like, well, that's cool. Well, you're gonna open. Those guys are gonna headline. Pretty much. Right. It's. This is why the age of self-publishing is both a godsend for the music industry and the kiss of death right. for the music industry. Um, well, the problem is the any, labels, any Jamote in the world can, like, right now, like, pull up, like, GarageBand. Okay. That's on, what on I Apple, said in our first episode. Put it right out there and say, hey, free to download. Pretty much. Hey, free to download. Right. Um, so you don't need talent. You don't need that. And, and this is where the absence of the talent scout comes in. Right. Because you had these talent scouts, the unnamed, the unsung heroes sure. of the old school music industry, who would go and schlep through every dive bar. Yep. Oh, yeah. Every little nook and cranny of the, you know, these You used to find out. You say, yo, blah, blah, blah from as X and X is in-house tonight. Yep. It's important we don't suck today. Right. Yep. And you don't have that anymore. It's, no. all right, well, you know, fuck it, whatever. We're not recording tonight. Like, play however the hell you want. Right. You know? Um, oh, we're going to go ahead and record. And that's the other thing, too, is now studio quality recordings right in your basement. Like, if you not your kitchen. Can be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, mean... That's amazing what I can do in my own basement. That's, you know... Yeah. It, which is awesome, and again, the the kiss of death. Right. Because with inventions like, like Auto Tune, now I don't need talent. Well, you get the you get the over. I have money. It's the oversaturation. I can afford the equipment. It's what right. really happens. Like the, the cream that you had. Kind of brings back the po- the popularity contest fa- uh, factor. How your presence is online. Right. Like. Like, do I kiss ass enough? So if I have a hundred friends on Facebook and that dude's got a thousand because like he has like his whole high school class, it's like, and he was a shameless promoter, and he, right. you know, right. it's like, wow, I did my Facebook wrong, man. I actually like lo- like friended my actual people that and I have like an interaction. The with. people who were like, hey, this is good shit, right? You know, not the hey spread, you know, hey hey hey, the musical version of the STD. Yeah, so that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> that's totally fair. It's, and that's, you know, where we're at with metal. That's, that's, that's where we are. I mean, you know, to, to classify it down a little bit more, it's a metal. But, I mean, that's where we're at with music. Agreed. Like. In general. At the end of the day, and I was just talking about this, um, is iTunes killed the album. Oh, yeah, because you don't listen to the album anymore. You listen Ever. to the song with the most stars. Yeah, and video it. killed and the radio store. Sorry. Star. Thor. I mean, no, he's right. No, <laughs> well, yeah, that too. Yeah, no, that's totally fair. Blockbuster is non-existent. <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, it's iTunes killed the album sale. It did, and metal and rock were all about the albums. Yep, and that's true. Like, all about the albums. Like, I bet well, we've, if talked, we did we've talked about a study. this on like yeah. on various episodes before. It's like the the thing that like everybody's missing right now, like especially like in the modern day, is. I'll go back to Iron Maiden. The best part about an Iron Maiden album was you had the album artwork. Eddie. The yep, cover Eddie. work. Eddie. 
like the book that yeah. came uh, with like, liner that notes CD. were like some of my like, favorite things. I and I, I brought like White Zombie, Rob Zombie, any of like the artwork and those the same. Like they built music around their art and they built their art around their music because and it was also music is an art form and that's what right. i and but you're not gonna get that with like itunes lot. because like you can buy i mean i think you can download the, the digital book like sometimes but like yeah. what what right come on you need no, to have the no all you get is the image right you get the image of the cover your jpeg and depending upon what song you download you may get the song for that single or you may get the album art for I mean, Christ, single. all these oldies that we're actually talking about, and I call them oldies like now because, I mean, they're 30, 40, 50 yeah. years ago. It's like, man, that, this stuff is going to be like collector pieces like at, at a certain point because, I'm, one, you can't just go to a store right now and like flip through CDs anymore. I won't lie. I'm holding on to my Styx vinyl. <laughs> the grand illusion, man. You know, I've never been huge on vinyl collections, but I wish I was because I can only it's imagine called, it's, it's back. If, it's if totally I, back. It's totally weird. Back. If I if I had the if I would have collected back then, like my the, like from start to finish, like and like never opened them. I mean, my God, like there could be some money in this space. It's it, right. My my grandfather passed. Uh, I want to say probably about six seven years ago. Maybe, yeah, about six, seven years ago. Um, he sent my dad, like, when he passed, all this stuff was sent to my dad. There, a stack of Johnny Cash original right. vinyl. And the sad part in my brain is I went, cha-ching, 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 cha-ching. Right. Not, wow, this would be great to listen to. Like, but you're, you're totally right. Like, it's, it's so... It, it, that part of the past of music, sure. you know, it, it's it's so far away, but it's right here right now. USB uh, uh, record players. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, said that, <laughs> that first one. Like nowadays, you can buy plug them in. Twenty both. bucks. Yeah, twenty bucks. It is interesting. Like we, you did that article like a little while back, yeah, saying the, the, like the vinyl sales were. Or the, and the, I was the jokingly saying copies say, are actually outrunning the digital sales uh, nowadays. And because I was, they're. And I jokingly was like saying, it's like, well, when you're like comparing it to like zero the year prior. Right. Well, do you know what it is that, that like boosts that number for vinyls nowadays? Is because the, they must get included into album sales. Because your, your major vinyl acquisition is through your bonuses. Right, you buy when and pay you this get much, these you get special edition ABC. from these bands, um, like let's say Radiohead. Sure. Um, Radiohead's big on it. Nine Inch Nails. Um, if we can stay in like the rock. Well, type I Atreyu was one of them when I actually pre-ordered their the newest album. Um, if you pay this much, you get a T-shirt. If you pay this much, you get that and the vinyl. If you pay this yeah. much, you get, you know, a cat dressed in a suit. I don't know. And that's but, where right. the fans are flocking to now. Correct. The like, bundles. They want exactly. The collections. And the vinyl bundles, editions, right. right, is where people are going. Yep. Um, for whatever nostalgic reason or sure. for whatever retro reason. Well, it's actually good because, like, if there's a market for it, it creates a value for it as well. Correct. So, well, I, vinyl was almost dead. It was literally there was yeah. literally in in the U.S. There was one company. I mean, 
one. Go yeah. back and they to, were running out of like a taco truck. Go yeah. back to something <laughs> silly. Go back sure. to something silly from like the 90s and early 2000s, like Pokemon cards. Oh god. Like they were a rage, and huge. then they fell off. So like all these, all these poor saps that like were collecting sets of these cards were like, hey, well let me set. If there's book. anybody out there, I have a Tamagotchi for sale. <laughs> <laughs> Tamagotchi. <laughs> I can speak personally for Magic the Gathering cards. Yeah, same, same deal. Like I was a I still huge have all Magic player. Like I have a huge collection. But you, what you, happened you have was, a Sarah Angel. I do. We'll talk. <laughs> I think I have four. Holy what? The, okay, moving on. This son of a bitch. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> That's my comic book uh, price looking now. <laughs> <laughs> my stock just went up. <laughs> What was I talking about? I don't know. Uh, we were Pokemon in collectibles. <laughs> we were in collectibles. collectibles. We, we hit the collectibles. Oh, Christ. We digressed. No, no, because it was related to vinyl. You know what? Uh, it, uh, but uh, the market the yeah. market dictates the value. I so, sure. I mean, Agreed. when there's no demand for something, the value goes down. And that's yeah. like when, obviously, you go to like a, like a flea market. It's like all of a sudden, like all these things are like a buck a piece. Right. And oh, yeah. Then, CDs nowadays, you go to the, the you know, right up the street, Rio Ranch, you can buy five CDs for like three dollars. And I'm like, I'll take this one and this one and this one. <laughs> they they used to for the first few times I did it back it was a in Newbury trailer. Comics. Like, look at my boiler room over there. Right. New, Newbury Comics when Newbury Comics would started their discount CD section, which was oh like, they used the oh yeah this section uh, not just the, used. But like their discount, because they had used mixed in with everything else. Sure. But then they had this special section that was their discount section. And it was like a dollar disc. Or buy ten and get like two free or something yeah, like that. Yeah, sure. I would go in on my days off and I would literally spend three to four hours in that section. Just checking First it out. few times that I did it, the Newbury guys like circled me like vultures, like, what's this kid doing? Hey, hey, do you need any help? What are you doing over here? I'm like, I'm just going through your used CD collection. Like, uh, that used to be like the give best. Me some time. That used to be like the best browsing. Stuff. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. I used to walk up with you thirty to, like, to forty discs. You'd like plan your afternoon around it. It's like, hey, we're going to Newberry Comics today. Yep. It was clear your calendar. Get some lunch. <laughs> magic. Like, and I would go home, and you know, it, it just for the next three weeks. To two months, Just new stuff, like ah, filling in my collection. Sure, no, you totally. Know? And that's my 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 biggest issue with the download thing, because I don't have that anymore. Um, I like, don't know. I got this one track. Right. It's at three hundred and twenty bits. Um, right. It sounds stupid. Dude, everybody's miss. Everybody's missing out. Like with the whole the release of singles, the way that like it works out like nowadays, because like oh, the bands are still putting out albums, and some of the best songs out there are like the B list stuff. Yeah, like, they're not even not the singles; they're the the randos yep. on the the album. Like I have never understood how they release singles sometimes, because like some of the bands that like I've listened to like growing up over the years, it's like come on, this isn't even close. Right. I see. I've been on. Because they want I'm the one radio. Of those guys who, when I listen to the full album, I my first thing is I identify what's going to be released on the radio. Right. 
Like, that's what I used to do, like, when I was a kid. This is going to be a radio hit. This is going to be a radio hit. I always go back to my one example, like, El Nino. <laughs> like when they when they first came out, the song that they actually released on the album, it was kind of poppy. It was kind of like happy. Like it was a little bit. It was a love song, like like a little heavy metal like in, intonation like behind it. And then you buy the album, you listen to track one, and it just like what the f- just happened. It, it, like not what I was. Expecting. It's like right. What 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 did I buy? Like this is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's you miss out. You do, and and I want to throw out that I don't know if it, if it still is true, but for the longest time, um, Kid Rock didn't put any of his stuff on iTunes, mm. on Spotify. Led Zeppelin didn't put any of their stuff on iTunes, Spotify. Beatles, Beatles the same thing because they didn't want the individual. ACDC, grabbing. I believe, was like that I believe as well. it was one of those. ACDC, well, you, yes. you could not find on iTunes, but correct. I mean, you, but as soon as the older generations. You're gonna you're gonna get pressured you're gonna get pressured into it eventually because like once you notice like it's like hey once nobody's consuming nobody's consuming well, your product other than these venues. I think once the older generations start assimilating, for lack of a better word, into the newer technology, um, people who grew up with albums who go on iTunes don't download singles. I mean, they do with the newer stuff, but I think when they go onto iTunes and they're looking up those old albums. Sure. They don't download that one song. They look at it and they go, $9.99 for the whole album? Well, or $1.29 right. for each track? Screw that. I loved the whole album. You know? If you Whereas go back the, the last couple of years, though, it's not even, it's not like, because, I mean, I've had iTunes for God knows how long now. And I remember I, I would pay either like 99 cents for like the single or yep. like, it would be a discount. Like if there was enough songs on the album that you, like you actually wanted to listen to, it was a better price to like buy like the whole album. But yeah. right now we have streaming services. And that like you have Spotify. Like I'm an Apple Music survivor. Uh, subscri- survivor. Subscribe. Subscri- <laughs> survivor. I was, I was gonna say I'm the Zoom listener. What do you mean survivor? <laughs> I'm the survivor. Yeah, you're a survivor. <laughs> I'm an totally. Apple Music subscriber. I can look up any band in the world right now as long as it's like available on like digital music. Like I can have I have access to like their whole catalog. I can make it available to me offline it's yeah download it or whatever if you ask me it's the best 10 bucks a month i've ever spent in my you know, life prime music um <laughs> prime music combined with alexa but before that know. like if i actually had to pay for like the singles and the and the, and the albums and whatnot no you just pick what you know it's like okay i see you got a 14 track album here but i know that one i know that one that's two bucks well that's how yeah. you explore though you explore the album. You find the songs that it, that no one knows, and you you know right. you pick them up. And if if you're an audiophile, so I don't know if streaming right. is like yeah. evil or if it's like helping the situation. Because like right now, like we're um we're gonna be doing some album reviews. I can actually like plug in the whole album. I can like Correct. hit start on track yep. one, and I can just let it roll. Yeah. See, I'm I'm behind that. I'm totally behind that on digital services that are like right. want the whole album. Are you behind it though? Yeah. If you're an artist. It's- well, it depends on what you're making, what, what's your cut on the back end. You have to get a massive amount of listen um, in order to get a cut from these guys. Like that's that's the thing now. Like Spotify and whatnot, you have to like run your your listens. So you're gonna like, have to be making millions of plays. I was gonna say millions is probably a good starting point. Starting point. That's rough. That's so rough. if I put a track out there, so if Sire, if I say let it burn doesn't get played more than a million Copyright. times 
and I like I won't make a dime. That's true. Like it'll cost me more money to be on the service than it would right. <laughs> to so, actually so like get the royalty. It's, it's almost worse than I said, that's what that's where labels. it depends on. That's it's almost what, worse than the labels because at least with the labels, every album that was sold. Every time that song was played on the radio, you get a royalty. The the musician. The royalties are still something. now. The royalties are still out there, but I mean, it's pennies on a dollar now. I yeah. mean, if you talk to any like modern musician right now, they're gonna tell you it's like the best thing you can possibly do for an artist right now is buy their album at the show. I thought you were gonna say yeah. I was gonna say go on tour. Like go to their show. Merchandising. Go to their show and buy their album and their merch yep. there. Right. Grab which a T-shirt and the do. CD. Which is what I try to do when I because go they're gonna show. they're gonna sell you the disc. Like as an example, like if Newberry Comics is still around, Ooh, I can eat meat tonight. Like Newberry <laughs> Comics is gonna sell it for like 14, 15 bucks. They're gonna sell it to you for ten, but they're getting ninety yeah. percent of that cost versus the right. three or four dollars that you for would that get if it was like cent, Newberry Comics. One cent CD. So if you did that in like a T-shirt, like they actually made like a couple of bucks off of you, which is awesome. <clears throat> You're a true fan, but like as far as like, I mean, uh, the uh, iTunes and Spot Spotify, you hear a lot more than I do the iTunes because that's like the big. Apple is locked down when it comes to like their numbers. They probably. I, and, in all honesty, they probably... Oh, Apple has done so much damage to music. Don't even get me started. Like, hey, we want to go into the whole digital thing. Apple has destroyed music. That's cool. And it's unfortunate because, like, I have all... <laughs> right. It's, it's, uh, see, and I'm going to... But I, I know... Revolutionary, the, I, I, no, screw that. I've heard the Spotify bow. numbers. is like, if you don't get millions of plays, so, like, you're not, you're not going to make any cash. And it's like... I mean, everybody wants to play for exposure. It's like, yeah, exposure, exposure, exposure. But, like, dude, I gotta... <clears throat> See, being an artist... You can't eat exposure. Like, oh, right. that's, that's the thing. <laughs> and, and you get that a lot as an artist. Like, well, you know, I'll, I'll give you exposure. You know, you do this for me. You make a logo for me. You know, I'll tell all my friends about you. You telling all my friends, that's awesome. That's great. I, I don't get to eat this week off of your exposure, though. Yeah, right. right, no. Like, exactly. I don't, you know, I, I don't make rent this week off of exposure. Right. So, you I know, don't. you can say what you want, but I need to make money. Off topic, I had a buddy tell me, like, tell me once. He's like, oh, yeah, I told, like, all my, like, my roommates and, like, there's, like, three three apartments in this building. It's like, I told my, I told my landlord, it's like, yeah, this guy will probably, like, work for, like, a six-pack. It's like, no. Can't pay my bills with a six pack home. Right. Not gonna come fix your furnace for like a yeah. six, pack, six pack of beers. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I, I, I got bills. <laughs> right. No, it's true. Like it's great. I like I appreciate it. But at the end of the day, the artist, like, it, you want me to keep making this product. Right. Right. You want me to keep making music. You need to pay me. Right. No, for sure. Because I, I need to pay for these this my equipment i need to pay for the electricity that how many drums do i go through equipment. how many cymbals do i go through oh god you know it's all and what's have, always been I have true a broken drum head on my, yep. my okay so <laughs> it's always been true i know we i know we digress there for like probably like a good half hour like whatever like the, like absolute great conversation because like like what's always been true it's it's kind of like you can put this on the same scale as like a professional athlete you know one percent of the people in the world are gonna are, are gonna turn into a professional athlete. Hmm. 
in all honesty, 1% of the people in the world are probably going to turn into a, like, actually be able to uh, support themselves with their art. Their art yeah. And their and their um, yeah, their art. Their yeah. passion. I guess no, I was, their I art and passion. Yeah, there sure, are sure. there are in the passion. I mean, it's a very small percentage. I mean, it's one of those things. If it was easy, everybody would do it. Yeah. Right. No, sure. The problem, the, the thing is now. <coughs> biscuit. <laughs> Hot dog flavored water. I say problem, but the thing is now, like the starfish. You have to have the ability to like adapt to like the industry, and right right now the industry is not going to tell you that a producer is going to show up at your front door and be like, "Hey, you are the next best thing. I'm going to make you, I'm going to make you mil- a millionaire." It just doesn't happen. I mean, no, there's millions. You have that help behind you. There's millions you. of millions on millions of people out there that can produce this music yep. in their basement. Yep. I mean, Christ, I'm doing a podcast right now from my basement with simple equipment that we actually use in our... And I ain't going to lie, you're way over-equipped. Yeah, mucho gracias. Like, (laughs) more equipped than I would say most people... Can use a couple extra microphones. Like, you know, hey. And some drumsticks. Hey, right now I'm looking at three. Like, three, one with a diffuser. I got a poop. I I mean, you want a gravy train with biscuit wheel? (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, the the percentages of like people that are going to be successful hasn't changed. But the problem is like it's pure volume now. So if like we're talking seventies and eighties right now, there was probably hundreds of bands. Oh God. Was... So now, let's flash forward that now. Like, what are we, 30 years from 40 years? Yeah, probably. From the 80s? And... My math is a little, uh, little bullshit right now. Uh, I'm um, <laughs> so if 1% of you are going to make it, like, we're not dealing with hundreds anymore. We're, right. dealing, we're dealing with millions. hundreds of thousands. Probably more millions. likely the millions, because we all think that we have, like, that... that, that Thing that's that gonna niche. like catch on, but and that's the one of the the things about the playing field being leveled is now that the playing field is leveled in terms of production. Yeah. Now you don't need the talent to back you up. Well, you need something. You, well, I mean to make it big, but you don't need the talent to make a product. No, absolutely not. No, no. No. My gosh. Christ, how many artists out there right now are like doing it all themselves? Kanye. <laughs> like, how many, how many Trent Reznor followers are out there right now that are like doing like every single like part of their uh, their music production? That was, a, that was shot to the Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> I like Nine Inch Nails. No, I mean, totally. but like in all seriousness, like how many people I, are sitting in the yeah. room right now? It's like, dude, I can do the guitar, I can do the bass, I can do the drum, yeah. and like I can just lay all these tracks and like layer them all together and make yeah. them make them perfecto. Yep. I have no music talent. I've done it. Right. None. People can make music on GarageBand have never played an instrument. Hmm. Push buttons. Anyone it, can push it buttons. It was an eye-opener for me. When in I, all honesty, know. the dude that I've ripped off all of our background music... 
Probably in his basement. I don't know him personally, but I, I'd be willing to bet he, he, he's never played any of these <laughs> instruments. <laughs> Cheers to you, sir. Right. Cheers to you. Uh, thank, thank you, you A-R-M- very much. A-R-M-P-H-I-S. <laughs> Your name kind of sounds like Armpit. I was going to say, yeah, that's I'm like A-R-M. Well, we digress like a mother effort. Right? That's a great conversation, now, though. I do want to throw out. Now, I think this is interesting. Yeah, and throw it, it out. And it just kind of clicked with me. So, uh, as I knocked my beer over. Well, evolution is evolution. And, and I just want... Now, you know that whole thing, history repeats itself. Anthony's four, and he's going to need a ride home, guys. <laughs> <laughs> There's a band, and, and they're, on, they're on AF. They're on the radio. They're called uh, Greta Van Fleet. Now, yeah. they sound exactly like Led Zeppelin. Yeah. I mean, if I heard this and didn't know who it was, I would be like, okay, Led Zeppelin has a new album. But no, it's not. And it's interesting to, how that's, that's... Give me a little bit com- more than that, because when when Rush first came out, they were emulating Led Zeppelin. Okay, so in, in all you fairness... You and I both know that they sound nothing like... No, no, no. I mean... Well... I'll play for you later. Fair enough. But like the <laughs> vocals, that that old timey guitar work, like even like the mixing of it, it, it sounds like it was made in the seventies, eighties. On the but, old school analog. But equipment. it's not. You know what I mean? Like in they say, great event, great event, Van Fleet. I know this band. Like they're yeah, they're, I played they're, a few couple. They're relatively yeah. modern. Yeah, but so like they they're trying like, to emulate. It's kind of like when Buck Cherry came out. Like they wanted to bring out like that old, sure. Like the old, like the. It's more like you know you have you have power, power core. It's a little gritty. It's a little you know, which it was grunge. Yeah, I wouldn't even. Grunge was going. They were going for that that raw sound. The WWF raw, unproduced. WWE, sir. Sorry. WWE is, is the, WCW. the World Wildlife Foundation. I think it's WWE now. <laughs> it is the World Wrestling Entertainment. Not Federation Entertainment. It's because it's fake as fuck. You smell what the dollar is cooking. Right. <laughs> Pretty much. Well, the, that dollar is making six movies at hey, once. you know? Don't ever forget that. <laughs> So everybody knows all these aggressions. We didn't even get out of the 80s. No, we're still in the 80s. We didn't. I didn't even think we got out of the 70s. Let's face it. The 80s did a whole lot of damage for heavy metal. Like, they're still recovering. Like, late 80s, they started like... Wait, hold on. Let's get back to topic here. 1981. Best heavy metal albums in 1981. Motley Crue, Too Fast for Love. Venom's first album was released Beginning the genre of black metal Black metal was developed in 1981 81 Huh, okay, alright See, when I I put these dates together Like, some of this stuff, like, surprises me Because, like That surprises me Black metal I've always been on the dark I've I've always been on, like, the darkest side of shit And, like, if they're telling me that, like like, You're wearing eyeshadow and No, I Okay, hold on <laughs> It didn't say no that It did not my say no thought exactly I wore nail polish <laughs> I did I, What I used to do I used to wear the sock Like the high socks With like shorts And like nail polish And like spiky yeah. hair Okay right. But that was like my thing Like all right. All right. I thought Avenged it was like, fun. Did that As too. a kid of the 80s Like 
moment you start like the goth kids, like your misfits, like, like that's what they did. Well, but if anybody told me that black metal like started 80s? like two years before I was no born, I'd You'd be never like, think that. "Come on, no stop way. that, I stop didn't. that!" Right? I never would have thought eighty-one. So bands formed in eighty-one. Anthrax. Wow, eighty-one. Dark wow. Angel, Metallica, Pantera, and Pantera in eighty-one. Slayer. Slayer. Rain of Blood, baby. 1981. Sample of heavy metal albums released in 1981. Def Leppard, High and Dry, Iron Maiden, Killers, Judas Priest, Point of Entry, Ozzy Osbourne, Diary of a Madman, and Saxon. Denim Saxon's and still pushing I see, through. And that's the thing is I can't believe Saxon is still a footnote. Right. Because I'll be honest, I had not heard of Saxon until about seven, eight years ago. Sure. No, I, I'm pretty pretty on point with you. Yeah, Saxon, you gotta. That's a digger. That, oh yeah, big time. Like like they, they like everybody that was getting popular. I think I feel like Saxon was like here's popular, here's underground, and this is where Saxon was like mm-hmm. rolling. Well, let's look at like Quiet Riot. Sure. Like on that same same note, like as Saxon. Only I think Quiet Riot. Who got very it. confused with Twisted Sister because it's not exactly the same. <laughs> Quiet Riot. Now when I say Quiet Riot to you two, what's the song you think of? Bang your head. Okay. Well, I know. I know. You know what's what you're right. actually what yeah. you're thinking of. I know what's. <laughs> but you're you're thinking of. Uh, um, oh shit. You can't even think of it. You're a bad man. Quiet riot. Come on, feel the noise. Yes. Okay. C U M. Well, here while you're talking about yeah. Quiet Riot, if we fast forward to 1982, best heavy metal album of 1982, Iron Maiden, Number of the Beast, yeah. which is yeah. still I mean, obviously. That classic. monologue alone. Classic. Best album. heavy metal heavy metal album now. Right? Classic album. 1982, Quiet Riots. Metal Health becomes the first heavy metal album to top the US Billboard chart. Napalm Death came out in 1982. Holy mother of monkey shit. <laughs> I didn't realize Napalm Death was that old. Neither did I. Holy 90s, I heard Napalm Death. Bands yeah. from this year, Death Angel, Dio. I know Nexus, Napalm Death from Volbeat. Creator. <laughs> he's in a song with him. Napalm Death. My, Sodom. My, uh, my brother, oh, my stepbrother. Wow. Sodom, which really? is balls, man. Voivod. Holy shit. <laughs> and Wasp. Wasp. Uh, yeah. yeah. Welcome to America. All right. So, so they kind of like stuttered in at the end of the, the hair metal. All right. So the year, uh, the year of awesomeness, 1983. Which is when I came. Except, best heavy metal album of 1983, Dio, Holy Diver. Uh, yeah. uh, Metallica releases re- releases Kill 'Em All. All, which would begin the rise of the genre of thrash metal. Thrash metal is developed in 1983. Fair. So I came out thrashing. I came out thrashing, man. Skaters, skaters really pushed it. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. I came out. I came out thrashing. Came out thrashing. <laughs> I came out of the belly. If you ask my mom, she'll tell you the same thing because I never stopped crying when I was a baby. Yo, a wah, a That's awesome. That's uh, awesome. Uh, 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 All right, 1983, uh, <laughs> self-titled Get debut down is released. Get down with the Gerber. <laughs> <laughs> 
Alright, Queensryche is considered the first progressive metal band, combining progressive rock and heavy metal later I... groups like Dream Theater and Fate's Warning would help popularize the genre. I Obviously, the person who wrote this list has never listened to King Crimson. <laughs> End of story. I, that's it. Well, that's why I didn't realize that Queensryche was that old. I didn't realize they've been around since the 80s. I didn't know that was... Apparently, See, I, I remember hearing like them like an album like every year. They pulled the Five Ring of Death Punch in like the early eighties. Eighty-seven, I think, was the earliest I heard of Queens, right? Queens, right? Maybe eighty-six. Uh, released in eighty-three. Except Balls to the Wall, Def Leppard, uh, Pyromania. Pyromania, thank you. That was their. Big I one. made in peace of mind. Merciful Fate, Melissa, Motley Crue, Shout Out to Devil, and Ozzy Osbourne's Bark at the Moon. That was his big one. Yeah. Ride the Lightning for that was uh, Metallica came in 1984. Zach? No. Uh, yes. That, I think yes, that was the last one produced. I want to say the last one with Randy Rhodes. Yes. But he died, I think, while they were on tour for it. Okay. I'm not 100%. Don't quote me on that one. But I think Bark at the Moon was the last one with, with Randy, Randy Rhodes. Rhodes. That sounds right. That's kind of, I'm pretty sure it was kind of his last you know the year that really like really surprised me? Like I looked at the list. 1984 is what really surprised me. Band ba- England, baby. Bands formed this year. Annihilator, Candlemass, Celtic Frost, like whatever. Iced Earth. Really? No 84? shit. Was in 1984. Really? Morbid Angel. I didn't realize it was that old. Sepultura and Sepultura. Tesla. I know Tesla. I saw them with Def Leppard. Tesla, awesome live. Sun, like, awesome origi- live, though. The original they were good. They were great good. live show. The original aspiration of Ice Earth was Yeah, I didn't realize they were that That's old. ridiculous. Yeah, no. That's ridiculous. So. The 411, man. When we, when we started this topic, we were talking about, like, the evolution and, like, where it went. And it's like. The past is now. You don't realize how early. Ice Earth. Started. I'm trying to think, like, when did I realize Ice Earth existed? I want to say 95, 96. I want to say 2002 for me. That yeah, was later in my... Yeah. And, that, and that's it. That's... If 2002 for Ice Earth, I mean, that's... Oh, yeah. That's 20, a, that's a, 20 years, roughly. Well, that's I remember that's a looking whole at that album art on the CD that's, going... That's Earth two singers these later. Guys. I think that's two singers later. Like, that's not I mean, the they've original. Had, they've had multiple singers. Which is a because I got their most recent, well, semi most recent album a couple years ago. So, if we're talking about the evolution of metal, when exactly did it evolutionize? Because like I'm, I'm so are we suggesting the, that the past is now? I'm reading the list like right now. It's like the stuff that like I admired like when I was growing up in like the late '90s, early 2000s. Like I mean, we're talking for... we're talking 78 to 84. Right. So <laughs> yeah, no. What I take sure. from what I take from this is that. A lot of these metal bands, unlike other genres of music, is they have this tenacity. They just, because I think it may even speak more to, they love what they're doing. Well, they they grow too. Like, they're not looking to be famous. They're not looking to be the next, the Beatles. They're not looking, they do it because... They love it. Right. They do it because they like what they're doing. Correct. You know, um, we we had this uh, we had this conversation like the last episode. It was uh, Judas Priest and uh, Deep Purple. Yes, that's they're going on a tour. That's about to go on like a tour. I just, do you re- just reading it. Do you realize that like all of these like major tours like right now are like all of these groups that like originated. 
more. Yeah. Judas Priest and Deep Purple? We were just well, talking purple, about being like, the late 60s. Deep Purple, <laughs> like at this point, Deep Purple is Those like, fuckers are like 102 right now. You know? You know? They're 102 right now. They're going to like freaking drop dead once the, they see like the, the production and the lights. They're on tour again. That's crazy. I mean, Mick Jagger alone. And the thing is, though, that Mick Jagger, like his energy oh. is absurd. For being what? Late, early now, 70s? See, if you that? brought up Katy Perry earlier. Mick Jagger can outperform Katy Perry crazy. any day. Dude's almost pushing 80. And his children range from infant to like 63. And, and I'm like, <laughs> well, damn, you know. I will say he's not as hot as Katy Perry, though. That is that is fair. Well, if you ask David Bowie, I think David Bowie, well. <laughs> am, I the uh, I find, am I the only one old enough dancing, to get that? Dancing in the street, am I right? Is that the one I'm thinking of? It's what, see, I feel like you guys should do a show about all the old urban legends. That TV of, show? Of, of metal bands. Or the, the music video, right? The, the Led Zeppelin fish story. The See, I, I know that music video. And we well, yeah, well, we, we let that happen. <laughs> Don't ever forget that. <laughs> we let that happen. Never again. <laughs> Never again. <laughs> um, it, but... No, Dude, I'm right. like fast forwarding. I'm going through like like some of these other but bands. Like these are, these are 1987. Bands. Listen to this. Just 1987. Uh, bands formed this year: Autopsy, uh, Danzig, Dark Throne, Deicide, Entombed, Therion. Didn't we do them? Yes. I was gonna say that's one of our yeah. We just uh, we just discussed. Okay, I heard like a noise. In case. Yeah, we're still moving. I have 13 gigs of, uh, of space for good today. <laughs> now you'll have four, but <laughs> I got the warning though. It's like your storage is like, how the fuck is my storage low? I just like erase like 50 gigs of shit on this iPad. <laughs> it's like, what do you want me to do? Well, it's 2:30 in the morning. I'm scared. I want me to buy, buy like more cloud space. <laughs> Are clouds infinite? <laughs> What's going on here? Not if I thunder. I, I'll go. I'll go ahead even another year. 1988 bands formed this year. Monomarth. Cannibal Corpse. Oh god, Cannibal Corpse. Dismember. No, I'm more I'm more shocked about Amon of Marth. I didn't realize they were really? 88. Cannibal Corpse probably late 90s. Say Amon of Marth. Isn't that what isn't that Amon of Marth has got synth for days, don't they? Yeah, but I didn't realize they were that old. I mean they put out albums nowadays. So, I mean, this, so, is, this is cool. This is like a whole. So this new... exercise, all this is like telling us is like that we're like we we've been suck. listening to like ancient shit, right? Tenacious, but ass motherfuckers. you got to think of one thing, and and like, and we we had this discussion that bands over time they grow, they learn their style, they find who they are, and it makes you wonder when it actually clicked. I mean, I get right. when the bands formed. Where doesn't where mean they, they were popular. Hey. Doesn't mean they this were popular. Is, this is what we're trying to. Was Hammer put Smash out. Face like really playing in like the eighties? Was like that really happening? <laughs> Where they were going. <laughs> Ace Ventura. When did Ace Ventura come out? <laughs> My mind is like so blown right now. Like I have, no, you have no idea. Like I thought, I thought this. Ray Finkel is Einhorn. <laughs> Finkel is Einhorn. <laughs> I thought this was gonna be a calm out, a calm episode, but I'm like, I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) 
My brain is everywhere. I need that in my avatar list. Yeah, exploding brain. Mind Marcus. blown. Pop. Like maybe just like a dead Marcus, like half his brain, like over there. Just like mind blown. Just an ooze. <laughs> ooze of gross brain. See, and I, I have to do like side by side avatars. Marcus and Anthony. You know, there's a part every single one would be Marcus of something different, and Anthony just at the drums. <laughs> Play me. I, I like one would be blink, and the other one would be blink blink. I like I like <laughs> where this is going. You know, we're gonna get like new listeners like some one of these times. They're gonna be like total like connoisseurs of, like music knowledge, and they're gonna be like these guys suck. <laughs> Bunch of Fruit Loops. You know what? Give him my number. There you go. I have no problem going toe to toe. That a boy. No problem. I thrive on it. I can't believe Therion is ninety. Yes. I ain't gonna lie. First time I'm here. Dismember. 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 That's actually probably when they actually recorded the album that like is not available commercially anymore. Yeah. Bootleg babies. Bootlegs. Limewire. You go. <laughs> Sorry. Sip it down now. Sorry, Frostwire. <laughs> I bash. <laughs> and for those of you who are in 2018, check your torrents. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. Exactly. 1989, the first Grammy for hard rock heavy metal performance is given. Was won by Jethro Tull. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that, and I was like, "The fuck?" Do you know how Jethro Tull uh, did the flute thing? Did you know how he how he actually figured that out? No, I don't. So, evidently in high school, he was told he needs to play an instrument. His only options were tuba or flute, and he's like, "Well, fuck that! I'm not gonna bring a tuba around everywhere. It's like 900 pounds." He went with the flute, and as you Jethro Tull. Yep. So, uh, so uh, to to go on that, so my girlfriend plays the um, Irish tin whistle. Okay. Right. So she just she she stopped and now she's taking it back up again. Sure. So the the other day she's she's at my apartment and she's playing she's practicing and I'm like oh yeah play this song and I start up in Agata Davida. Nice. And I'm like, ha, 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 ha. So I'm walking outside, and all I can hear is her going. <laughs> I'm like, shut the fuck up. God damn it. That's awesome. That's great. All right, so looking at this again, 1990 might be my best, my, my favorite year of all time. You ready for 1990? Do it. You, you'll be happy. Best heavy metal album of 1990, Megadeth, Rust in Peace. Yes. Yes, not my favorite you, Megadeth. You, uh... Symphony for Destruction. You hesitated, so... Because Symphony for Destruction, it, amongst... Eh, whatever. That's why we say fuck Megadeth. <laughs> but... And his hair lip. Bands formed this year at the gates. No. Fear Factory. Yeah, that sounds yeah. right. In Flames... Okay, 90, yeah. Oh, Opeth. Okay. Uh, Satyr Icon. See, we're into the 90s. I can pretty much agree See, with and, what's going and, on and there. Starting, and I'm type O negative. Fuck you, huh? 
Well, she does not what she does. <laughs> I loved my mom. Um, bitch. But she died. She <laughs> 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 Fucked up thing about that dude. That's how he sounds in person. <laughs> really? Like that's because you're, you're like that's because that dude's like, like six foot Gilbert eight. Gottfried. That's because that dude's like six foot eight, two hundred forty pounds. Real. He's fucking huge. You're waiting, like, for, you're waiting for Gilbert Gottfried because that's how he sounds in the music, and he's like, "Hello, I am Dracula." <laughs> <laughs> Did you ask the Black album was ninety one? Yes, because I know that because the year was born. Fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what pisses me off about the Black Album? Most. And it has nothing to do with this whole sellout Metallica thing. Uh-huh. Is I wasn't into metal and rock as heavy as I was into rap and hip-hop at the time. Okay. Uh, and my sister... Typical man, get up, guy. Fair enough, I'll give you that. Give him my sister went to go see the Triple Head show, which was Guns N' Roses, Metallica, Faith No More. I mean, massive show. Massive show. Uh-huh. And it was about... Did Guns N' Roses show up? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Well, it's Boston. It's not one of the shows that <laughs> Alexo can blow off. Boston. He's like, no, no, I... I'll be this there is big. Omaha, fuck Omaha. Boston, eh, I got a show. Um, but it, to this day, it still chafes my, yeah. my ass. Just say it. Just say it. <clears throat> just to call it. Gotta let it go, man. Let it fly. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. You're, uh, you're that, that was a monumental. Oh. Yeah, that really frosts my wiener. Oh, frosty wieners. <laughs> Man, you can only imagine what the 1991 rap scene looked like. It was very. It was. It was, dun, 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 it was terrible. <laughs> terrible. All the go, go ninja go. But let's let's not let's go not go. Ninja. Let's not go. Yes. <laughs> oh no. That's the second most popular song right under Ice uh, Baby. <laughs> Anthrax. Okay, okay, bitches. Anthrax, public enemy. Okay, Bring I noise. like that song. Bring the Bring noise. The noise. Oh, yeah. That's all I'm going to say. That's a good tune. Well, I mean... That's then, one of the greatest crossovers of all time. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I'm throwing this out as well. The year I can honestly point down, but then you have um, Aerosmith. Run DMC. Run DMC. Good, but it was a cover. Yeah, I mean, a cover of their own song. Right. Whereas you have Bring the Noise, like... Completely superior. Sure. Completely superior. Now, which one came first? Two better albums. Two better bands. Right. Um, and, and I'll now, get, which is funny I'll get shit for it later. Because of course. saying the Anthrax is better than Aerosmith. Um, but uh, uh, Walk This Way, Aerosmith, Run DMC first. Okay. Yes. Um, yeah. But Anthrax, Public Enemy, such a better tune. I agree. It, it, it crossed. It, it did so much more for the that immersion that that 
connection between the two sure. genres. Um, I like Walk This Way. Mm-hmm. Aerosmith from DMC. Now, I just want to throw out that that Aerosmith. Now, they started as a blues band. Am I correct? Still a blues band. If you if sure. you want to. I mean. But, I mean, their original stuff, like uh, Reefer Headed. Was the Reefer Headed Woman? Is that right? Like one of their first, first, first albums? And, and I'm going to have to something. say, I'd have to ask my dad. Okay. Um, but my first concert. Okay. Because, I mean, Toys. Aerosmith, Toys Aerosmith like, Skid Row. She might uh was that at Whalen Park? No, that was at the Springfield Civic Center, bitch. Nice. <laughs> Whalen Park. I saw no Whalen Park. I saw New Kids on the Block. <laughs> <laughs> Get out. <laughs> One of the Wahlbergs. <laughs> We're dismissing your beer review. You're out. <laughs> Get out. Yeah, if I've ever seen New Kids on the Block, I want somebody to shoot me. 1991, Metallica's self-titled Black album becomes the first thrash metal album to hit number one. Okay, first off. I'm going to say... None of those songs are thrash. Whoever wrote this review is living in the past, and they're holding on to this little nugget of a hard-on that is I Metallica. love that album, but okay, it's hold not on. thrash. Are you trying to say that that didn't happen? I'm trying to say that the Black Album is so far removed from thrash. Injustice for All. Oh, yeah, totally. Of course it's it is. So far removed. Of course it to is. This is when Metallica fans started. This is when Metallica fans metal. started to, like... Well, that's when you get the Great Divide. Right, it's like... Sure. It's when you get the Great Divide of Metallica again. fans. The meh. I like that. <laughs> Save that. But that, that's it. That's, Use that whenever you that's can. That's the Great Divide. The Black Album is the Great Divide. I agree. Between Metallica fans. You know why? Is because sometimes core fans are a bunch of pussies. I mean that. I mean that I, not I only. I hate to argue with you, but well, I'm I mean a that, first album fan. Well, I mean that not only in like the Metallica sense because how can I explain this? How can I defend my 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 stance here? Ding ding. Okay, so a band comes out. <laughs> let's let's say a band comes out with an album, goes huge. Everybody loves it. Mm. Band comes out with a second album. It's kind of like an extension of like the first album. Okay. Huge. Everybody and the loves sophomore it. album is always is is definitely. Right. It's it's usually it makes or breaks it. It's you. a tough yeah. spot. Right. For a musician. Especially if your gonna, first one's really good. Oh yeah. It, mm, you're being judged now. Exactly. So, exactly. Let's say you get up to three, four, high. five, yeah. six, seven albums. What's the number one criticism of any 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 band up there? You don't sound like you used to sound like. Actually, I would say your number one criticism is, wow, it sounds like everything else you've ever put out. Really? See, and me being because a, that a can fan go either of the first way. Album. That can go either way. It's like you can that can be a but negative you can't win. or a positive. You it's can't like, well, win. What the fuck do you want me to then do? Then that's where your divide is. Okay, and this is where I agree with James Hetfield. At one point, they did an interview with James Hetfield, and. Like someone, some journalist was ballsy enough to say, fans say you've sold out. How do you respond to your fans when they say you've sold out? And he said, we have sold out. We've sold out every stadium. We've sold out every venue. We've sold out every music store that we've ever done. And I said, you know what? He's right. And that goes He's back right. to your first thing. 
If somebody showed up at your door. Walk right in the door. Hey, I'll give you $8 million. This is your new single. This is Mark and Anthony. This is our new single. <laughs> exactly. Right. On the on the other side of it, like with my art, I used to have a whole lot of integrity. And I used to be like, fuck the man. Like, no way my shit is my shit. Right. Like, I'm old now. And I'm old and I'm like, Disney, please come and see me. I will sell you whatever I make. Just just buy it. Unicron. Buy it. Unicron. God. <laughs> God. What? God. <laughs> Jesus. But you know, he's a real. great example. I'll actually like, give you. I'll actually give you a top-notch example. Um, Foo Fighters. Uh, okay. You don't have to like the Foo Fighters. No, I love the Foo Fighters. To listen I to think to Dave Grohl is the music a, of God. The latest release of the Salad Foo Fighters. I haven't listened to the whole thing. Okay. <clears throat> Which is weird for me. What's the song? The town. This town is a neighborhood. No, this, this guy is a new one. This guy is. This guy is a neighborhood. <laughs> That's literally one of the two songs I've listened Off to. Of the new album, right? right? Yeah. Is that anything like anything like you've ever heard from Food Fighters? Yes. Laughed. Okay. Yes. I will give this to the Food Fighters. <clears throat> pretty consistent. Yeah. Dave See, Roll, I think Food Fighters. I think like Monkey Wrench. I think. Everlong, I think. But the thing is, is hero. I don't think the sky. You want to talk progressive rock and alternative rock? Foo Fighters. Okay, so if you're a naked ear, you're trying to tell me that, like, if I listen to the sky as a neighborhood, I'm gonna like relate that to every other album, like every other song in their catalog. What you're gonna do is you're gonna go backwards at that point. Um, you'll get to the Pretender. Yep. Um, which yeah, is, that was he's kind of screamier. He's, he's making it really hard to he is. make my point here. <laughs> That's that, fair. Well, well you song, happen to hit one of my bands. Well, I want to throw this out. Now, I heard this song run on AF. Okay. Oh, not walk. I had, <laughs> right. I had no idea that was Foo Fighters until I actually, like, and that's, where they said it. And that's Dave Grohl. Right. Like, you'll be like... No, no, this is Foo Fighters. This is Foo Fighters. But then this it does like the screaming stuff, and, and you're like, what? One tune where you're like, who the fuck is right. this? Right, no, exactly. Holy shit, that's Dave Grohl. And then his that's the Nirvana one that that's, comes out. Yep. And you're like, holy Which shit. Which is weird because he looks like the drummer to Nirvana. <laughs> <laughs> guys, guys, isn't this the weirdest like, shit? It, like if he shaved, he'd look exactly like the drummer to Nirvana. Uh, but uh, yes, they, they're the Foo Fighters. Very, very. I mean, Dave Grohl. He he knows what he's doing. He's a musical genius. Yes. I, I hell, I he staged the him. breakup like two years ago, like online. Funny story. And like no. that thing got more followers than I think so anything I wanna, in the world. Uh, oh my God, Foo Fighters are breaking up. What? And Inter- he's like. <laughs> Interesting story about Dave Grohl. Now he went. I, I don't even remember the party they were at. Okay, so and we can blame, we can thank Taylor Swift for this. But um, fucking T Swift. Now it it was that um the hell's his name? <laughs> Shake it off. Um, Not sure where you go, right. buddy. I know. Um, um, Paul off. McCartney. Shake okay, they had a party at Paul McCartney's house. Now they told Dave Grohl, they're like, dude, you need to play a song. You need to play a song. 
all of his guitars are left-handed. Who? Paul McCartney? Yes. Dave Grohl is like, well, I, I never can't. picked up on that. I didn't. He's either. like, I can't play any. So of these. his Gretsch is left. So he's like, he's like, I can't play any of these. So Taylor Swift, beautiful guitar, by the Taylor way. Swift jumped in and was like, well, I'll play piano to one of her, one of your songs, and perfect. And they played it like non. It was pretty cool. That was kind of interesting. Huh. That like, yeah. So well, if I you assassinate John Lennon, of course you get a beautiful guitar. Wow! Wow! Conspiracy theory. We went there. We went there. And somewhere, Paul McCartney's like, Meh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they found out. Damn, I'm screwed. Original Foiled survivor. <laughs> now Ringo Starr's gonna take over with his no-no oh, song. With he's his no-no dead. song. He's not dead yet. I'd like to be <laughs> under the sea. <laughs> Look at Ringo's top made a song. Ringo Starr's garden in the shade. You guys wanna, you guys wanna hang it on the on the refrigerator? He <laughs> wrote a song. Cried. I'm Ringo. No one can tell the difference between me and Cher and Sonny Bono. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. We're, we're What's getting, he we're at? Getting off topic. No, we're we're not two, we still have two more sections to go. <laughs> we're not moving on. We're gonna stay right with this. <laughs> What's that movie that came out with uh, what's his face? It was the uh, it was a parody for Walk the Line. Johnny Cash. Walk hard. Yeah, walk hard with um, the Beatles section with like Jack Black. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm so Dewey Cox. I'm so Dewey Cox. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just so lovely and whimsical. It's like, why don't you shut the fuck up, (laughs) John? <laughs> well, I don't think that's very whimsical at all. <laughs> no, okay. I, the the best. I, okay, and when I say best, I mean my dad said it. <laughs> so my my dad boiled down the Beatles for me, and he said John wanted to be the artiste. Paul wanted to make money. We don't have enough time to break down the Beatles, man. Like, Ringo didn't give a fuck. And George was like, these fuckers are crazy. These fuckers are crazy. George was on the pot, and probably rightfully so. And he was like, <laughs> can I play guitar? Can, can, can you let me play guitar? That's all I'm looking for. Just let me play guitar. And Ringo's like, <laughs> one of my most favorite things about high school is my mass media course that like I actually took, and like we spent like a, we spent two semesters on the Beatles. Really? It was actually very. I could, I it was, could see that. It was actually very interesting. I could see that. And it makes you interested, right. like all that, all that like background nuances and like whatnot. A lot like of shit a, going on. The there. album covers that like are and you at, like are a, you actually at John's funeral right now? <laughs> like, like, like this is, this is a, a foreshadow. So the album that we're reviewing later is pretty much an entire Beatles album in one song. I, I'll give you that. I will give you that. Alright, no spoiler alerts with, because my with, God, with, with, with a whole lot of whiskey thrown right in. Maybe a little mescaline. Alright, so I'm not gonna lie, guys. <laughs> and a tic tac. Our main topic here. We didn't get very far. We did not. Hey, we did. We did. Evolution is evolution. But we got we got a couple of good ones. I have to I have Look, to throw just because I have to throw this out here. Nineteen ninety two. 
best heavy metal album, the 1992 Pantera Vulgar Display of, of Power. I mean, how do you argue with that? Bands formed this year, Black Label Society. 92, okay. That's yeah. surprising. Ed Guy. I didn't, I don't what know. Who's that? Machine Head. Moonspell. Okay. Alright. Necrophagus. <laughs> Necrophagus? How would you say that word? Necro Necrophagus. Okay. <laughs> exactly how I would say that. That's N E C R O P H A. I didn't say the uh, the bad word. But okay. I'm going to fast forward. Hold on. No, hold on. 1993. Best. Best. Power. How do you just walk <laughs> over that? Walk on! Keep walk on, walk on, boy. You want to talk, talk, talk about Vulgar Display Power? Go ahead. Come on. Like, quintessential album. Yeah. Quintessential. Yeah. Like, if you are a music audiophile, sure. that album belongs in your collection. Mm-hmm. Anything else? You want to talk heavy metal? That album is one of the heavy metal cornerstones. What genre does that fall under? I'm going to go with metal. I'm going to go with straight up, pure, unadulterated. Right. I don't want to go with thrash. It's pretty thrash. Depends where you are in the If you're in the pit, yes. Yes, it's thrash. If you're listening as an audiophile, just a... Because if you lover. say just metal, I'm going to say, okay, fine. We have to go back to the grandfather. It's, it's bl- like Black Sabbath. Come on. It is. It's thrash. It depends. Again, it depends where you are. transcends their genre. Mm. When you think of like suicide. Because at, at the time when they came out, they were literally a monkey wrench in music. Because it was like Somebody Headbangers me, where, Ball. Where was Pantera from? Were they Los Angeles? I thought there was Southern. Was Southern? I want to say Southern. Texas? Like Texas? Yeah, yeah. I don't want to say exactly Texas, but yeah. in, the, in that like, area. But they Southern are... Southern Tranquil probably makes... They are a monkey wrench in music. Because when they came along, it was like somebody threw the handbrake on going 90 miles an hour. And it was like, what the... F- what the... Well, what happened what was the- you had a you had a guitarist that like created like some of the, like the most iconic like heavy metal riffs in like the history of the Dime planet. But if and- you actually somebody once told Dimebag Daryl, this is a true story, that you will never make it as a guitarist because his fingers weren't long enough. I need to go to the bathroom and urinate that that statement out because that's where that statement belongs. And I'm not a Pantera fan, per well, se. Well, all I'm saying is, like, I actually have, like, our lead guitarist for our cover band would tell you that, like, the way that he plays some of his riffs is so unorthodox because he had to adjust with his physical limitations. Like, there's actually un, like, an unorthodox form of play. Like a style that like is unlike any other and will never be recreated. And Dimebag was literally trying to be Eddie Van Halen. Mm-hmm. Like, on, well, it's like it's like any other. Record. It's like any story. Eddie like Van when, when somebody tells hero. you you can't do you can't do something, it's like fuck you, I can't do something. Right. Like what? Well, that's motivation itself. I like to call that the. Oh yeah, mentality. Right, it, and for being the only guitarist, mind you, in the band, Dimebag up and uh, and I'll even say, uh, outside of fans of Pantera, Dimebag 
very, very... He was not given the credit he was due until his death. Right. Pantera. Pantera be. was Pantera. Um, but he was not singled out. Nobody sure. in the band was singled out until his death. And the fact that your bro- brother's a drummer, too. He had he had some legacies. Like well, he actually I, he he outside um, of fans. Fans knew Dimebag. He had a he had an amp line. Did he actually? I actually still play. I still play the Randall. That's so awesome. And um, I, I, it's hard pressed. I tier number two, absolutely. Tier number two. I actually, I, I actually challenge anybody to actually find that head. I mean, I know Randall actually has like a couple like uh, modern innovations, but like I, pl- I play like an original Randall head over a Marshall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he he came up with like a headline. I mean, I know he he has a. Jesus Christ! What's his guitarist? The a, Rickenbacker, right? He has a guitar oh, line. Rickenbacker. Is that right? Rickenbacker? Is that Rick, right? I think it's Rickenbacker. Okay, I mean, sure. You're a musician. I'll take your word for it. I play drums, dude. But no, he, um, he, he, <laughs> he, he, <laughs> I play drums. <laughs> I had no idea. He, ha- he, he had an equipment preference. Does it say like, presence? Not preference. <laughs> right? Presence. He had, he had an equipment presence. Um, no, the guy was a man. It, you, you can't. When we're talking metal, and we're talking hard, driving tones mm-hmm. and, and, and riffs. And it's funny because if you, you skip Dimebag, you don't know what you're talking right. about. And I want to throw this out. So you have Pantera. Now you have someone like Suicide Note, where it's like screamy, angry. Um, what's what's the really fast one? Um, fucking hostile. Okay. Right, but th- but then but then you have Cemetery See, Gates. See, that's where I came on board, and exactly Cemetery where Gates. Where he has those high pitch. my favorite. Pantera. Right, but then you have you're going back to like uh, Judas Priest, where he has those high pitch. Mm. You know what I mean? Like those, uh, whatever you want they, to call it. Pantera is almost the epitome, and they're they're the fish that crawled we're talking evolution they're the fish that crawled out of the water mm-hmm. with legs right that kept going back into the water I agree that's, that's like fair... hey I can breathe on land however it's nice in the sea sure like I'm gonna go take a dip like they pushed it mm-hmm. they pushed metal beyond the expectations like we're listening to hair bands when Pantera is going fucking hostile, right? And you're like, whoa, 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 right? Whoa, take a step back. Like, did he just say fucking? Right. Yeah. Like, now, just to interject a little bit, like where Pantera came from. I mean, if you go back to like the early '80s, you go back to, like the punk scene of the, of like the early '80s. Okay, as long as we're not talking like, you know, Green Day is punk, because then I need to put my headset down and walk out. I was kind of thinking like The Clash and like... (sighs) (laughs) Breathe. Breathe. Like, I mean, even like modern, like old school, like if you go like Bad Religion, if you go... Oh, well... 
Bad religion. Okay, okay, we can talk. We there can was talk. a whole California scene where, like, there's documentaries out there in the world where it Ministry. was talking about the hardcore punk scene where it's, like, it's all about, like, the dudes just want to get out there and just kind of beat, like, and... To punk put in a lifestyle, turn, not just a sound. Just beat the f- shit out of each other. Yeah. Punk is a lifestyle, not a sound. So, I mean... There's a difference. I honestly feel like Pantera kind of piggybacked on, like, that concept. Like, they, they, the hardcore thrash. The fast. With the fast, the hard. I can see like, that. that kind of, like, genre. But they wanted to keep, like, a little metal root. Like, keep a little bit that. of the instrumental kind of a thing. I mean, that's I mean, kind of... I mean, they have a alone. They have... their own way of playing. They're... They're very sharp. If I'm using the right term. Sure. And, and as a... a, a, a audiophile I'm not a musician like they do a lot of quick stops the transitions okay yeah um, which punk kind of punk is the monkey wrench of music okay. I feel like they took the metal and if you ask me they took the punk scene into the metal world to like hey I can we, we have we have this like, don't worry about what Metallica did, like, with their thrash. Like, we have this. Like, this is us. Like, come come forward. Because, mm. I mean, same audience. I think they, they went, hey, you're pissed off at the Black Album? <laughs> right. You're going to love us. Right. Like, it, Pantera was, was such a... Force to be reckoned with sure. musically, both live on album. Everything they did was a "fuck you." We shouldn't be succeeding right now, right? But we are, and they made a career out of it. Agreed. So, it, um, I'm like, you can't stop at metal without acknowledging. Pantera. That's totally fair. No, absolutely not. You know what? There's there's, there's hardcores out there. I mean, there's a timelessness to Pantera. I agree. Like Uh timelessness is definitely one of the proper words. It's something. It's something that it. I mean, Metallica has like a certain level of timelessness. Like the the Megadeths have a certain level of timelessness. Pantera has like a timelessness. See, I feel like you always find a Pantera song, and then you're like, wait, that's that's Pantera. You're like, Cemetery Gates is that song for me. The okay. thing about that right. is, so like, it was all created back in their heyday because yeah. there's no new Pantera coming no. out. No, no. <laughs> it's not I mean, like the, they the, just the replaced. You, what was the band you shared for me recently? Oh, that was the, like uh, the, the spiritual showdown. successor. The like, I was like, I know it's not them, but they have the idea. Like, they're, they're, that spark isn't there, but like, you can feel the love letter. Sure, that's, that's like, it. hey. We know where we came from. Right. So one of the uh, one of the parts of this topic that we were talking about is kind of like the evolution of like metal, like where it was started and like how it's like changed over the years. Um, I'm gonna bring up a couple more years here because like as I'm looking through it, it's actually pretty uh, pretty pretty interesting. 1993. I actually See, I actually love this. School, we're in my high school years. I actually love 1993, the best album of the year, Sepultura, Chaos AD. (laughs) They just broke up this year. Really? Did you see that? I was looking at 2018 new bands. Really? Sepultura broke up this year. But bands formed in 1993, Children of Bodom, 
Nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dark Funeral. Uh, Demu Borgia. Nice. Hammerfall. Hammerfall. Uh, Lombardic Art, which I'm not f- nope. familiar Nile. with. Nile. Nile has one of the fastest drummers. And Symphony X. One of the fastest Nile, drummers. Uh-huh. So 1993, that's a pretty so solid year. So it was a big year. year for Gothic Rock. Yeah. Goth Rock was a In big Sweden. year. Uh, Sweden. <laughs> In Sweden, yeah. Well, Goth Rock. The Black Swedes. Rock. The okay. Swedes. Swedes Children of Bottom. Swedes, man. The, 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 goth, the Goth Rock push. Death is Rock. Like, they, they, they kind of go, oh, you're all about death? Let's encompass you because mm-hmm. we're goth and. But here's a year that I actually think that like actually brings us into like more of like the modern world. And um, 1994, graduated. That's right. I said it. I was three. Fuck off. Corn <laughs> <laughs> releases self-titled debut album, helping begin genre of new metal. Now see, I want bands form this year. Down. Which is Phil, okay. Phil Adamo. Lacuna Coil. Yep. 94? Yep. 94. Holy Weird, shit. Right? Limp Biscuit. Oh, God! Oh, God! Six Feet Under. Strapping, strapping a, a Lad. Strapping I didn't a they were that, that old. And Symphony X is listed again. Yeah, I was going to say, weren't they listed in the last one? Yeah, hey, listen. You know, lead singers. We <laughs> just do what they want. Self. We can lead. Our, we can list ourselves. They can twice. throw whatever the goddamn want. The reason why I talk about um, the, the, I mean, the reason why I talk about like how the the evolution. I think like the new metal thing is like. There's an opinion about new metal. From it's in it's most like, of it's from like the guys. rap, bassy, heavy like like. Whatnot and like there's a I know there's a lot of criticism on the new metal. Now when I always thought new metal, I think of like flaw. That's that's what I always thought as new metal. I honestly think of anything that came out in like the late nineties because they were all this. I mean, I agree. To give them to, I mean, to be. I mean, you have to have that line. Kind, metal like they're kind all of the same. I mean, transforms a little bit. Mm-hmm. The nineteen ninety the nineteen ninety nine Ozfest, with the exception of like Ozzy Osbourne that played, was all new metal. Okay. Every one of them. Now, take this into account. Corn, not possible without baking one. Okay. Mike Patton. And I say this because it's leading to the review. Sure. <laughs> sure. No? I agree. You know I what? I never considered that. I'm actually right. cut, I'm actually cutting this off maybe a year early. 1995, because bands formed in 1995. Agalock... Slipknot, 95, huh? Shadows Fall. Slipknot. Wow, Shadows Fall? Yeah. Shadows Fall. Oh, Shadows Fall has been around. That's it. They've been around, yeah. It's been a while. I was working Walmart when I saw now, that's that when, That's when the um, Phil from uh, All the Remains was the lead singer. Am I correct? Because he started with them. Probably, wow. yes. Because then they switched to the dude with the crazy Probably dreadlocks. Probably, yes. Um, Slipknot and uh, System of a Down was 1995. That sounds right. System sounds about right. No. That was their Steal This Album, right? System of a Down. down. No. Or was it their uh, self-titled? Self-titled. Okay. Yep. Head Spiders. Sure. Sugar. Yep. Sugar Spiders. Like, there's another band. Boom. But these are the groups that get, like, bundled into, like, that new metal. Right. Like, that's it. Now, see, 95 is when... That's the time when AF used to play... System of a Down. They well, played Corn. They played Disturbed. They played all. Wait, that was like AF was was albums released. Fear Factory. D Manufacture. Wow. wow. Okay. 
25, huh? Which they I believe was their second album release. New music. Right. But right, today, yeah. new music, especially in rock, doesn't oh. sell radio stations. At the Gate, radio, Slaughter of totally the Soul radio. came out in 95. What is it? Really? At the, At the Gate, Slaughter the of the Soul. <laughs> I remember buying self-titled System of a Down on tape. Cassette? Yeah, I still have it. <laughs> That's, that's cool though. Spiders. I loved that song. Yeah, that's a great I, song. It was such a great song. Totally. Not to keep jumping ahead. 1996, Ozfest begins. The traveling summer metal tour was started by Ozzy Osbourne. The first year included bands like Slayer, Danzig, Sepultura, Fear Factory, and of course Ozzy. And the best heavy metal album of the year. Great Southern Trend Kill. Bands formed this year: Arch Enemy, Disturbed, God Forbid. Disturbed. Been around for a while. It says Kittle, but I think that's supposed to mean Kitty. It's like one. <laughs> yeah, that's totally supposed to be an eye. Nightwish. Kittle. Kittle. And within Temptation. Sonata Artica, huh? I know Sonata Artica. Now, Disturbed, mind you, that's like one of the. Their first album was one of the first albums I ever bought Kittle. myself. <laughs> Kittle. Holy fuck! In In Flames, the Jester Race. You want to You want to hear a good album? Jesus. In Flames, the Jester Race. That is an awesome album. That came up the same year as Metallica. Load. I can't freaking believe that. It's crazy. It's fucking freaky, man. When you like actually. Now, wondering like, if our enemy had their their original female. If it's the same. I. Oh god, yeah. This is the same. Okay. This is the year they formed. Yeah. So 1996. I, I mean, I didn't even know they were that old. Good lord, they're 22 years old. Yeah, it's not 22 years old. Metal for 2018. Ah, dude, Rush broke up this year. Really? That's what I said. It's really? Because they died. I was like, <gasps> he can only ride his bicycle around the stage so many I times. I took a huh? shot in the heart. Well, you know what it was? Is the the lead guitarist punched too many women <laughs> to oh. keep going? And Getty Lee and Neil Peart were like, motherfucker, like, we're done. I we're figured done. Neil, Neil yeah, Peart ran out of Troll came out in 1997. Troll, what? Pig Destroyer. <laughs> Wait, in Pig flame, Destroyer? In Flames, Pig? Oracle. Oh, that's a great album. Dillinger Escape Plan Oracle. as well. Oracle. Oracle. The song Gyroscope. That's like your favorite. It is. It's on my top ten. Not familiar. See that you should make yourself this familiar. This is one of the beautiful yeah. things about this. Is I go home now. You know what? I'm gonna go fucking and, play it. Right and now. I go. That's what's gonna happen? Get go play. And, and I start looking up shit. Like, but that's what I. I mean, that's what we want. We want people to explore. That's, my, that's the beauty of it for me, right. because I get to discover all this stuff I've never listened to before. And you know that just from our conversations about Rick. music. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, right? Just sinking in. Now, let me turn Disturb off in the background. It, it, this brings me to one of the topics I read about metal and how classical music is a cornerstone sure. of metal music. Sure. And that most metal musicians are classically trained. That's, yeah. uh, heavily influenced by the by classic music. I mean, mm -hmm. the uh, the concepts that were out there as far as when it comes to like scales, chords, and whatnot are all coming from like classic music, and 
And don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not a world-class guitarist by, like, any means or, like, whatever. But I know, like, the concepts. I mean, you can actually... You can actually tab out the same way on a guitar that you would, like, a piano. It was... So, like, a piano score can actually be tabbed out into, like, guitar tablature and whatnot. So, like, things like that. Like, I mean, you take, like, Beethoven. Like, you go, like, way back. Beethoven. Like, all the... All the... See, I want to look it up because um, when I looked up first heavy metal, like the first heavy metal song, like it literally popped up a classical tune. Hmm. Yep. Way back in the day. And it was like, because of the where heavy metal derives sure. a lot of its inspiration. There's from, always influences from this particular classical tune is the first quote-unquote heavy metal tune. Sure. Um, and I was like, that's interesting, because, I mean, I get it. I hear it in heavy metal, because so, there's a lot going on. What ends up happening is, like, you get bands, like, in flames, like this, like what's playing right now, obviously these guys can play their chords, they can play their scales, they can play everything. What ended up happening was the modern wave of heavy metal music they started taking these chords and they started taking these scales and they kind of chopped them in half. So what happened was you have the creation of power chords. So if like a regular C chord was like like this on this string, this on this string, this on this string, they were they actually figured out a way to like kind of bar that and change the tuning. Like and that's when like drop D and drop C like came into play. Where all you had to do was like actually put your finger across like a fret and like you were getting the same effect as you were getting as if you were playing a C, G, D, like whatever sure, the like case may be. Chord. And that and that's so as, as someone who's not a musician, that's such a kind of a revelation. So even in our cover band, like our lead guitarists will tell us is like, yeah, well, like, what's going on is these guys actually, like, chop off, like, half of the chord, like, when they're playing the song. So instead of playing this, this, and this, like they would normally play, they're actually playing this, this, and this to make it easier kind of a thing. That way, you know, the average Joe Schmo, I mean, drop tuning is actually a relatively easy concept as far as, like, guitar playing, but, like, when you actually start getting the, like, chords and scales and, like, whatnot... But like power chords are just literally taking a, a physical note or a chord and like just kind of making like simplifying it. It's just it's interesting to me which, to see the evolution of music, mm-hmm. which brings a very interesting part because what happens is like so you have the late '90s when the system of a downs become mm-hmm. like popular yeah. and like. The corn, the, 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 the um, the corn, the disturbed, um, the rap metal like becomes like the new metal, the, the rap spoken. metal, like Papa Roach being one of them. Uh, yep, they're three hit wonder. Yeah, I mean, hey, no. come on, name four Papa Roach songs. Four, uh, not just one. Name total four. hits or actual B sides. No, no, no. Total hits. I can name four on the first album. Hits. Radio played. Yeah, but you see my... Ah, ah. Well, now... Okay, Last Resort. Yep. 
Uh-huh. Bullets and butterfly wings. So the cover Getting away with murder. smashing pumpkins. Getting away with murder. Don't remember that. She loves me not. Scars. She loves me not. I remember that. Scars. One. Gravity. No, Scars was the second album. Okay. Scars yeah. was Scars was getting away with murder. So yeah, Scars second album. Scars was second album. Correct. Because I have that album. Oh, I'm sorry. We, I thought you were asking me like the name of like four. No, 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 no. Each album. That's oh. why I said three hit wonder. Each I, album. I see what he means. One hit. I see what he means. Each um, album, which I'm not taking away from, like. So if you want to go back I to the Broken Home, like, well, let's go back to Broken Home. You got Last Resort, Bullets and Butterfly Wings, like which whatever if they if they if that was uh, Broken Home. Broken Home. Don't There's another one too. But you know, I wasn't that. Now this is a B song, but it should have been played. Thrown away. This is a great tune. Okay. This makes me want to download Papa Roach discography. Like Infest is a great song. It's a, it's a great album. Great album. But you have to actually. I like Papa Roach, but I don't know enough about that. You have to actually start, like, start to finish, and like, they're be- like maybe one of their best albums that they put well, out. Last Resort. Was there, Home. I'm sorry. I didn't was really their latest release? Between uh, Blood Brothers was a big one. That was on the Tony Hawk album. Which Tony Hawk? And first I only one. asked that. I believe first one. No, no, not if first not the one. Se- remember the second <laughs> one. Second one. I apologize. Remember the second. Yeah, that sounds right. Because those were big albums. Tony Hawk, that, that they, they, they crossed a lot of genres. Yeah, Blood Brothers, I believe, was on the crossed second album. Crossed a lot album. of lines. I mean, Love, Hate, Tragedy didn't have honestly that much, but once Getting Away With Murder came out, that got See, big. I remember the name of that album. Say Dead Cell, actually, off the first album was actually really good. Last Resort, Broken Home, Dead Cell. Now, that's when you had that, that, that line between your rap genre and, and your rock genre. And well, that was Faith a new no metal more. thing. That was a new metal thing that started campaigning out. Like drop. Right. So, Faith No More, and to a certain extent, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Sure. Inspired that. Like, with the quick they, talking yes. and, and the fast. The, yep. so, the, the let's combine rap, let's combine hip hop, yeah, with metal or rock. Mm-hmm. So I mean, if you actually want rap core, is that what it's called? Or rock? Is it? If you actually wanted to put like a like, kind of like a button, like the evolution, like kind of a thing, like how metal started and like where it is today, I mean, I think one of like the bi- the biggest criticisms is like, one, there's two things. One, there's a timelessness to like some of the stuff. I mean, we've actually like broke, like identified like some of the things that came out in the 80s and 90s. Is like, holy crap, has it really been that long yeah. right. since That's... these bands have like come out? Like, so obviously they have like a timelessness to them. Like, these bands have been out 20, 30 and years. As a, and as a guy born in 75, like, even more so than you two, like, to hear some of these names and be like, fuck. Right. Right, you like, don't even shit. realize sometimes it's like no. these guys have been around, but... Like, they've been paying their dues. But if you want to talk about, like, the evolution of it, like, it kind of goes back to, like, what I just said. It's, like, they kind of cut the job in half. Like, you don't necessarily... Like, they figured out a way. Like, they figured out drop tuning. They figured out, like, it's like, hey, we can, like, actually tune down the B. We can tune down the drop C. We have C sharp available to us. Like, all these things where you don't necessarily have to play the chords and the scales, like, Mm -hmm. back in the day, where... So... It might have been like kind of like the gateway to like musicians that weren't necessarily as talented as they were back in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. 
to actually get into like the scene and make something that sounds aesthetically pleasing. Like, I'm sorry. Like right now, like I know the listening audience can't hear this, but like this is this is thrown away from Papa Roach. This is a great song. It's aesthetically pleasing, as far as I'm concerned. I'm digging it. Yeah. There's I've nothing, never heard it. There's nothing special here. It. There's nothing special. This is an open three, open four, open. Like, that means nothing to me as a, as an audio. That file. means nothing to me as a drummer, so it's fine. <laughs> it's not three four, not four five, but four four. It's not swing swing smash smash. <laughs> Play really fast. Yeah. Oh fuck hit, you guys. Hit, hit shit. <laughs> So when you talk evolution of like the the genre, I mean, I think this is like really where it is. I mean, it kind of shifted. There was a certain there was a certain line like 94, 95, 96 between Corn, Limbiscuit, and System of a Down. And I'm not blaming those guys by any means, like whatsoever, because they probably figured something out. But especially like the System of a Down, like System of a Down is pri- primarily a drop tuning, right? Now, explain drop tuning to me. A drop tuning is like, so I'm going to take a chord. So if, if, a, if a C chord, I know the listening audience can't see my hand right now, but like, let's say this is a chord right here. I'm going to turn that into like just barring it. Or I have to just put these two fingers okay. across like a fret to make okay. that same exact You don't exact need the sound. multiple different. So instead of playing like a C like this, I can just bar it. Okay. You can move it up and down as you play. Okay. And I can just move it it's, like you're sliding. It's pretty yeah. much dummy proof. Like if I if I tune any one of my guitars, you could actually probably play a guitar riff right now. Okay. As long as you stay on like the top three strings, like you okay. would actually be able to play. So and like that's kind of like what happened. Like I mean, Deftones. Sorry. Uh. The. Yeah, I. I I mean, I learned a lot of Deftones, like, when I was, like, first learning guitar. Like, I learned a lot of Deftones. Low tones. Um, it's, it had, like, that nice, like, aesthetic, like, heaviness to it. But, like, there wasn't, you didn't have to necessarily learn chords. I mean, that's probably when tabs became popular because oh, you no, didn't have, no, 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 you no, didn't no, have no, to no. learn how to read no, music. No. The tabs have been a thing for a long time, my friend. Well, I know, I. I remember when I first learned about tabs and like I said I'm not a musician around the fur but tabs in the 90s when like there were magazines that revolved around tabs yeah and um like that was that was their goal like they were like here's the tabs for these 10 songs right but if you uh if you actually took like my 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 vision on it like you had you had our godfathers in the 60s and the 70s that kind of like like paved the way. You had the 80s, the hair band. Like it was like high vocals, heavy right. guitar. Late 80s, early 90s, you started getting the thrash. Like you wanted like a little bit more energy, maybe like a, a little, little more, a little more violence. Yeah, yeah. A, a little, little more, more anger. Like a lot of gr- like a little more anger. Right. I don't want to say. Didn't violence, necessarily want to send anger. a message, but I wanted to tell you that I was pissed off about yeah. it. Yeah. So then. You go, like, late 90s, it's like, okay, let's get the new metal involved there. You got to, like, like, tie in the rap, but maybe we want a little more bass. Maybe we want a little more drum. Maybe we want a little more... We're merging here. We're... we're, we're, we're like, especially when Fear Factor came acknowledging out. Acknowledging like, that, that dude, this is popular. Like, that fucker is like a drum machine. <laughs> 
So, I mean, like, like that's kind of like what a... And then... I actually think something happened in, like, the early 2000s where, like, it wasn't necessarily about the talent anymore. It's like, I, all you I had to do was, that. like, be a live performance. I would agree with that. If you could put a, if you If you could put together a live performance... Like, that's all that mattered. Like, all you had to do is get a whole crowd, like, excited about it, and it didn't matter. But now, what's really actually uplifting, like, the things like Avenged Sevenfold and, like, whatnot come out, like, they're starting to bring the talent, like, back. Like, you can't just be Screamo anymore. You can't Ooh. just be, like, a rap core. Like, you can't, like, be on that niche. I mean, for a lot of reasons. One, you're going to get lambasted. It's like, my God, if you're like a, if a From Ashes and New, you're going to get compared to Linkin Park. If you're this band, you're going to get compared to this band. You're gonna, this band, you're going to get compared to this band. And, and going back, that that's the the leveling of the field. Right. Like how it's good and bad. Right. We've leveled the playing field, and that is both good and bad right. in today's music scene. There's so many out there. You you do your own thing, but in reality, you're 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 copying someone, right? Whether they're known or not known, you'd be like, well, they sound like, well, you know, not necessarily that's our idea, and but that's, if you're talented enough right. to to work that niche, you can do well. Right. I actually remember there was a time where like a hardcore like hardcore bands used to be hardcore. Mm-hmm. Like all you had to do was make noise, play fast, and go, and and, pe- and people liked you. But then it got to a point. It's like, ah. Eh, you been identified done. your local scene. It's like mm-hmm. it's been done. Don't need to hear that anymore. Yeah. So then no, what they now had to do I need is, you to identify yourself. Right. You, you had to play fast, hit hard, but I need some talent there. Right. Like I want to hear that solo every so often. I, I want to hear, well, yeah. hear some clean vocal. Well, you know every me. So often. I always pick the weirder stuff. So I always, I always want something different. I always strive for something different. I never want the same over and over again. So for the background... Because I get a lot of my new music, new, especially new metal from Anthony. About I, I want to say about a month ago, Anthony hits me up and says, "Hey, listen to this Doctor Demento cover." Uh, you you know guys talked about. about it the other Put day, your babies. like yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "Wow, this totally changes the tone." It does. It's so of different. This tune, because. When you listen to the original, it's like copy, like you know, you're po- like, pokey this is funny, poker. like this, this is slightly funny, like he 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 he. And you listen to the new one, and you're like, I'm slightly concerned for this person, right? <laughs> like, and that's the one of the beauties of putting something else into a new genre, new perspective, and it, and it, it using it in a new of cover, right. of a cover. That's why I like when they do a cover in their own perspective. Oh, it's great. It's It's great. It's cool to have a different side to it. Was it Five Finger Death Punch did the Faith No More cover? Atreyu did the cover. Was it Atreyu? Yes. Uh, Falling to Pieces or From Uh, Out of Nowhere? No. From Out of Nowhere. It was on the Avengers soundtrack. Oh, that I don't know. They did a cover of... um... Oh, my God. It's going to throw me nuts now. Yes. Exactly. Um, like he he sent this to me, and I was like, you know what? Well, shit, I'm not feeling like that 16 year old who's sitting in the back epic, of the epic. Is the one by Atreyu, okay. and then Midlife Crisis is eventually. Uh, I'm sorry, Disturbed. And that's cover the of, second Mike Patton album. Yeah, Falling to Pieces. I'm not sure of. 
They do do. From a- out of nowhere is the Avenger soundtrack. I'm pretty sure. Okay. And I think that's Five Finger Death Punch. Possible. I am not sure. Um. But it's it's, and I think I learned this from my dad, and I don't know what you guys derived from your parents and. Yeah. and your not much inspirations <laughs> not much unfortunately well, my my folks were huge in the music i'm not really sure where i got my my taste i get mine from my brother and my father talking about evolution that, my mom listened to harry chapin blondie yep. a lot of the 70s 60s like you know hippie skippy like <clears throat> Not necessarily disco, but something else. And then you had my dad, who was Pink Floyd. Sure. And that's where I come from. Okay. I come from this wide influence. Right. I mean, I'm the same way. I mean, I have my mom, who is who is Def Leppard, Bon Jovi. I have my dad, who is ACDC, Van Halen, Molly Crew. I have my brother, who is CKY. <laughs> Um, you know what I mean, and then and then I have my stepbrother who was Metallica. I mean, he's he's like way in the heavy heavy you know end. So I have a little bit of everything flying at me. I have none of that. Like my mom's like Pat Benatar and like Madonna. <laughs> don't don't knock Pat. Benatar. I don't even say Pat Dad's Benatar. Dad's like Ario Speedwagon. Pat Benatar rides the line of metal. Don't question it. Oh stop it. Her don't question it. Though. Pat Benatar rides the line. She got that guitar work though. She is literally two. Two octaves away from Joan Jett. Sure. Would you argue that Joan Jett is metal? Whatever make anybody, whatever makes you guys no, like, no, no, sleep no, better no. at night. Joan Jett. <laughs> this is fine. Joan then. Jett, The Runaways, Cherry Bomb. Cherry Bomb? That's one of the origins of female metal. Agreed. I agree with that one. That's Joan Jett. Now, Joan Jett. It's time to grab another beer. So with everything being said today, we're going to get into our beer review, and then we'll sign everybody off today. Sounds good. Jay, awesome, the- awesome discussion. <gasps> I figured that start. was necessary with beer review. I like it. Awesome discussion overall today, oh, yeah. and um, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get Jay back in future episodes. We're going to... Because... I think we digressed like a whole f bunch today. Yeah, we did. Segways a, a lot bitch. of derailing. <laughs> Se- segways a bitch. The train is is all of awesome, place. but a bitch. You know, hey. So, uh, hey, future episodes to look forward to. But um, now it's time to uh, grab one of those beers and talk about what we all uh, Jay, what let's we're have all drinking uh, today. Let's have you start today. Okay. Your guest of honor. Uh, all right. My uh, my beer today was the People's Pint Imperial Stout. Um, Don't feel like you have to follow the scorecard. Just tell tell, tell us your true feelings about it. It's deep it's, in the heart. I mean, it's a solid, solid Imperial. Uh, if you're looking for a high alcohol content with a beer, a dark beer, that's not an IPA that makes you go... Ugh. Um, I mean... I even tried it. I, I enjoyed it. Um, I suggest it. Um, I'm, I'm a fan of the Imperials. Both, you know, uh, the Stouts and the Porters. Um, but 
overall, a solid beer. High alcohol content. I, I, I say that again. <laughs> Warning. 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 10%, right? It, yep, 10%. That's and that's close. low for an Imperial. That's close to wine, though. But that's low for an Imperial. Right. Like, the last Imperial I had was like 12. Right. Yeah, that's usually... So I saw 10, and I was like, hey, I'm higher. good. Two in, I'm like, yeah, maybe I should have thought ahead. <laughs> One. <laughs> One ahead. So, solid People's Pine Imperial Stout. Cool. And they're from Green... Green. I believe it's Greenfield. Greenfield. I believe so. <laughs> Where you going, Bella? <laughs> so, I'll go second if you want. My uh, my choice was right now. now I'm. Uh, oh, I won't go second. That's fine. <laughs> get out of here. It's my first. Well, I figure while you take your selfie, I can like tell them about my I beer. So I'm a big fan of uh, Bella's point to begin with. Um, <laughs> what'd you do? What'd you do? I don't know. He seems so confused. You're you gonna take it with you, Seth, bro. Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> a boy. Shut it. Listen, I'm old. Back off. <laughs> I would work this thing. Look, just do your radio show and let me take a picture. <laughs> All right, um, so so I took Bella's point. Sour wench, blackberry ale. Not bitch. bad. Bitch. This is my middle name. Fucking blackberry bitch. Blackberry, sh- shut your damn mouth. So the color was purple. I don't that know if that was common? true. Am I breaking my own rules right now? Yes, you are. The bitch is a dog. No, there's no. It is. You're right. Like it's a, a female, my new dog. I just said dog. A baby mega dog. A sex. dog. A female dog. <laughs> Ray. A Ray. Beam of sun. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm uh, going all like sound of music. Yeah, we're getting into the. I mean, let's course. face it. Theme my day is interrupting anything like, Anthony's doing. He likes to interrupt my beer reviews. Julie Andrews. Would I interrupt say, everything. Because I don't man. shut up. Doesn't That's shut what somebody told up. me. Julie Andrews. Would <laughs> my say, goddamn mother like, told him he's an asshole. I got the <laughs> truth out of him. <laughs> <laughs> How many beers did that take? All five. So what did you drinking, ever get caught in that? What are you drinking? I don't know. Don't worry about my beard. Fucking interrupt me. Don't worry about my beard. <laughs> my beard. My beard is purple. Close as I can get. <laughs> and it's blackberry flavored, and it punches you in the mouth as soon as you take a sip. Hurry up! Garage Band's gonna quit on us. I ain't soon. gonna lie. Like again, stout and Jameson whiskey. That's right. I did whiskey too. You're a bad and, man. And after those two, like trying sour wench, punch in the mouth. I saw your face as soon uh, as you drank it. Punch in the mouth. It, I mean, it's blackberry to shit. Well, you didn't give you as a review. Should I do my uh, out of six? Out of oh, six. Four out of six. Four out of six. Four okay. out of six. Oh. I mean, it's not an imperial porter, but it's a lovely imperial stout. Imperial? imperial? Oh. Is it like emporium? Imperial stout. There you go. Uh, so I'm going to give mine a five out of six because I am five in and it's been God fantastic. Damn. God damn. <laughs> Go from Anthony. That's Go. a big deal, guys. Go, Marcus. Lagunitas. Is that how you say that? I don't know. I went to culinary school, not Lagunitas. There's no A, so I'm going to say you're right. Lagunitas. Lagunitas. Yeah. Lagunitas. A little something, something male. 
I don't know. Apparently, I like every beer that I buy. So he likes every beer that he buys. How do you like it? How do you like being interrupted? It's it's multi roasty smooth. (laughs) It's one of those beers. So I saw three bag black bears the other day. How crazy is that? It got better. Black (laughs) bears. bears. I'm not letting you derail me, Anthony. (laughs) Were they in the beer? No, they were on the road. You know what? A little Three? something, something else. Three. Five. No porridge involved whatsoever. Point Four zero beds. Out of six. <laughs> and the lady was not comfortable upon trying them. And you're a dick, by the way. <laughs> you're welcome. At least when I interrupt, I talk about the subject. <laughs> I've got bears, so, I don't know. Little something, something else. 5.0 <laughs> out of six. Is that out of six? Fuck yeah, it is. Like six beers? Alright, kids. <laughs> Mama, I want the cookie. You want the nookie? I'm so hungry. I did it all for the nookie. No. The what? Stuck in it. What? Every the what? Okay. <laughs> so you can take that cookie? What are you doing with your cookie? <laughs> Thank you all for listening to Heavy Metal Over a Six Pack. This is your host, HMOA. Number six, P-A-C-K, at gmail.com if you want to directly email and complain about Anthony's obnoxious behavior this last 30 seconds. My behavior is none of your business. It's it's all about me. But we can also be found at all the social media platforms at H-M-O-A, number six, P-A-C-K. Please, for the love of God, check us out, like our page, maybe send us a rating, I don't know. I folded my box. Tell us if you really don't want us to bring Jay back because we might bring him back for a second episode. Do it, Gordon. GarageBand hates Do it. With that being said, I'm done. Good night. I'm out. Peace. In the Middle East. Say bye, Jay. Bye, Jay. Bye, Jay. That is the end of this episode. Signing off for two dudes who think you give a shit about their opinion. This is Heavy Metal Over a Six-Pack. See you next time.